0: Hello and welcome to Quest Me, the Star Wars podcast that takes you on a quest through legends and new canon. My name is Josh and I'm your forever host and silver toothed pirate arg. joining me tonight of course, is my lovely co-host and real life hero. His name is Justin. How are you doing today, sir? Oh, who
1: lives in a pineapple under the sea? <laughs> I'm good, man.
0: I already fight copyright every week. Like, you can't do this.
1: <laughs> I, I, I think I have a gold tooth better.
0: Huh? Ah, yeah, gold, that's good. Yeah. We each got sure. silver Yeah, silver
1: exactly. Show teeth. Sure. I'll, I'll
0: try and not hide my silver tooth behind my mic. <laughs> for the show (laughs) so so people can understand that i'm a pirate good to have you on though, justin back again for this week good to see you back at home not all dressed up and ready to work i don't
1: like being at work and doing this
0: (laughs) yeah it's yeah i had to miss a whole episode
1: that sucked
0: hey you know at least you're in this episode because this was a wonderful episode
1: wasn't it and, yeah, in our guest, man. Oh, I'm so excited for the guest.
0: Absolutely. But first, um, hello to Ricky in the chat. He said, amazing picture of Justin. Oh, and, uh, thank I agree. you, Ricky. I hope Ricky sticks around for the whole episode, because I have an amazing picture of him uh, introducing him as our guest for next week. So stick Ooh. around, Ricky. I think you'll love it. No, you'll hate it, but <laughs> it's <laughs> wonderful. Anyway, let's introduce our uh, next co-host. He's a co-host, a permanent co-host my only correction from last week is that i called phil our guest and not a co-host oh, and i feel how dare you kind of like an asshole so hello co-host phil how are you doing sir
2: uh i quit uh <laughs> 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 nah, i'm just kidding no nah, i'm doing okay. good i'm doing all right yeah. it's, uh, it's good to have you
0: back of course I am as usual
2: stoked for this episode as you can see I have upgraded my backdrop accordingly.
0: Yeah, that's so awesome. Ooh, I but, like it. Pirates. My, my jack backdrop jackdrop blah. These these uh drinks from the bar far away are already hitting me, Phil. So it's here we go. But my backdrop is always green because I move a lot and so if I just keep it green, nothing ever has to change. <laughs> I don't have to continue to redo my collectibles and things. So it was, yeah just keep it green um anyway thanks again for being here phil Uh, i love that background i am excited to talk some mandalorian and pirates with you guys tonight um we have another really special guest joining us tonight he is no stranger to quest me um he's been around a couple times he's been around the twist my arm podcast the sudden but inevitable podcast he is our resident brown coat his name is steve also known as sincera how are you today?
3: Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Glad to be finally on the flagship podcast that uh, I missed before, Ooh. you know, actually starting to listen to you fellas. I, I joined up around, you know, sudden, Butt, but I heard about this one before, so... End of being on uh, being on Boba Fett and Andor, but I feel like I am finally actually. Wait, no, I feel like I was about to finally be on the flagship, but I feel like we're actually doing a podcast about Rangers of the New Republic and not about the Mandalorian. So,
0: ooh, funny Brr. to say that because we have a lot to talk about in that regards later. Um, but it's great to have you back. Great to Steve. be here. Um, what, I...
1: what is it like your third or fourth time overall, give
3: or take? Yeah, uh, I think I did one Boba, one Andor, and and then one sudden butt. Yeah.
2: And yeah. this is
1: your last. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. It's been an awful- no,
3: no, obviously, we like you.
0: <laughs> it's a good thing Justin doesn't book the guests. Oh. <laughs> What's been going on in the world of uh, Sincera over there,
3: uh, Lots of boring things when it comes to work, but lots of overtime. And even though I'm tired and sore, I'm happy to be here. It has been a productive weekend. Uh, my wife and I actually won a... We won a bidding war last night, and we have finally bought our honeymoon. Ten years in, and we were finally going on our honeymoon uh, the, at the end of this year, getting it done. But we uh, we were someone was trying to outbid us, and we we won. But we, we also Aww. we also we also negotiated, so we didn't get we didn't get oversold either. So very, very proud. man! That's Thank what, you very much.
1: I, what'd you okay. bid on, though?
3: Uh, no, I'm a, curious. A holiday, a five day holiday to Tuscany. Holy shit. Yeah.
1: It's, a,
2: it's
3: like a private apartment villa That's and with all, with all the bells and whistles, and so we're going to do that. Now I just have to negotiate the realm of updating my passport, which is proving difficult in these strange times. Yep. Not a single appointment mm. for the next two months. So Yeah. painful. That sounds about right. So I ref- But I refuse to fail. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm out $3,500. Uh, Can you know, do just, it online? Yes.
0: No.
1: Oh, I did mine online.
0: No, you didn't. Yeah, dude.
4: Did.
0: <laughs> no, just did uh, you just renew it online? I I don't, I don't even know about yeah. passports. I don't even have a passport. So good this luck to me. This is my first time getting a passport. So that's yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Right uh, that's, that's where
2: the issue comes in. <laughs> yeah. I'm... Uh but uh, congrats. That sounds awesome. Just uh, you know, uh, watch out for the Tuscany Raiders.
3: Ooh, we I have a <laughs> I have a defender in the chat who's I have a I have a backup jarhead here who's defending her doc. Thank you. <laughs> So, I, I, so Justin, I, I can't be I can't be fired because I have I have support behind me.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Steve. Uh we've been really excited to have you and uh, be a lot be on our live little show, by the way, yep. which is gonna be live on Sundays around eight thirty mountain at youtube.com forward slash at Questme. Make sure to like us, subscribe, and ring that bell to notified every time we are live.
2: Uh, you can find us on your socials, uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Just check out the uh, Quest Me podcast. We'll uh, we'll throw links in the show notes at the end
0: of the night as well. Absolutely. Um, I'm telling you guys, my TikTok is fire. So follow me at Quest Me podcast. Like, I'm telling you, dude, fire. <laughs> Mine
3: is not. It's rather boring, so don't bother. <laughs>
0: Well, you can, you can follow me and, and watch all of our awesome videos. Some of the videos from tonight will be on TikTok. Some of our segment videos go up on there. So um, that's uh, one of the main things I have that. But I also like to follow trends. I'm a trendy boy. Um, anyway, let's let's move on to our first segment of the show, which is a new one for this season, which, I mean, we're going to keep it going forever and ever and ever as long as Phil is on the show. It's wonderful. But, yeah. Yeah. drinking tonight
2: so uh tonight's uh cocktail is inspired by uh a sequence of a couple of gorian shards pirates uh enjoying some shore leave on navarro and i call it gorian's grog got a nice little (laughs) skull cup for it tonight this is uh two parts white rum one part midori uh, which is a melon liqueur that's where the green comes from uh, one part lime juice and one part orgea, uh, which is uh, like an almond uh, <laughs> excuse me an almond syrup
0: it's delicious yeah I've no it's, it's
2: dope I made myself a double
0: <laughs> Ooh, I, down. I,
2: I, so we'll, uh, also... we'll throw the recipe for that one into the show notes tonight as well
0: absolutely my girlfriend's a bartender and every week i say i'm gonna have her make me this drink and this week she actually did and i'm so stoked to be drinking the same drink that you are it's kind of it's pretty much the same color too we did a good job my ring light is just really bright is all it is
2: ah it's all good
0: um but i i have a timer set for 20 minutes and she's gonna bring me another one so i better (laughs) finish this one up huh (laughs) you have her on a
1: timer i do oh my (laughs) lord
0: that must be nice hey man she likes to make drinks and <laughs> phil likes to create drinks and so look at that best of both
1: worlds. i do it's, uh,
2: phil it's is a, a fun wonderful bit of it's wonderful
3: uh, at making your craft <laughs> I, uh, I didn't get the i didn't get the memo that we were all having the same drink oh but no, I'm my, sorry, but man. mine turned out yours is turned also out green. green as well yeah. in fact
0: what is your drink over there steve it is it is green it is green it's Kale.
3: <laughs> oh, I'm not that healthy. It's uh, that good great drink. Th- this green actually Star-Truce? this this is inspired by uh the Star Trek episode that I did reference. Star Trek Very is the nice. other the other franchise that everyone here should know and love. We've had some hashtag, Star Trek hashtag, hashtag open pike night.
2: We get uh we Ooh. get green Ooh. drinks, Blood. we get green the it is green line from Scotty in the original series, and then echoed uh by Data in uh Next generation, when he to, meets Scotty,
3: To Scotty, correct. Yeah. No, so I mean, mine Scotty, is yeah. uh, mine is two ounces of Finlegan, which is a peat Scotch, yeah. and one ounce of, of Midori, and then a spoon, a bar spoon of ginger syrup, Ooh. shaken. That and sounds it is,
2: spectacular.
3: It is indeed, and I think it it definitely tastes like something that came from space. Yes. So, but I was and I was inspired to do this tonight based on seeing the pirates run around with that bottle of green stuff and i'm like this the star trek drink can could be here as well yeah
1: so, oh yeah it, man i just can't I keep... imagine
3: mixing anything with scotch
1: uh that's
3: it is it is a it is a knockoff version it is supposed it is supposed <laughs> to be lethroyd but i'm not going to use in to mixed drink i'm going to drink it straight that's so, where you the get not...
2: the blended scotches it's
3: exactly the knockoff i have no problem mixing yeah gotcha. and the Ooh. the peat and the fruit is a it, i don't know if you ever thought of smoky melon but Smoky Melon—it is what is happening in this beverage. Is that, is that your pimp name, Smoky Melon? <laughs> no Smoky Melon. Expand. It is now. <laughs> <laughs> it is now. That's awesome. My <laughs> hat is out in the car, so I cannot on it for this very occasion.
1: But <laughs> yeah, Smoky Melon's coming. Very nice. Scatter.
0: Claire says, "Because you can love both." Thank you. She's referring to Star Trek and Star Wars. Yes. Um. Apparently, we are both over here at Quest Me um we've had guests from start the star trek podcast realm uh from crusher convo we had jesse last week and then from open pike night we had jesse a couple weeks ago <laughs> so definitely check out those shows um they're a lot of fun and yes you can love both i also love star trek i just watched the latest episode of picard um fantastic season
3: live so, long uh, and this is the way to prosper uh, is yeah, the season done yet. no not we got yet. three uh, more uh, i think yet.
0: a couple, okay. yeah a couple more um Excellent drink tonight, Phil. I'm so excited that I actually get to try it. To me, it's kind of like a green milk, a little it's bit, like a Star Wars um, green milk. You know, I like actually
2: that. thought about doing a um, a uh, blue tinged white Russian at some point along the line. We'll see what Ooh. happens. Before. We got three more episodes. I got three more drinks to come up with this season. So
0: I think it's time to start this guy off, and and we're gonna do the synopsis, which I wrote. <laughs> yeah, chapter twenty one. The pirate, Ahoy oh, matey! This week we see the aftermath of the brief pirate conflict from the beginning of season seven. High magistrate Carga be forced to send out a distress call to the New Republic, but due to the afterlager requests, Captain Tever be required to seek help from outside sources. That's right. I wrote that synopsis and then put it into Pirate Translator online. That <laughs> are so and that's what it damn ridiculous.
1: <laughs> I can't believe you did that.
0: I, I can't. Great That,
3: absolutely, <laughs> great <commitment laughs> can.
2: that absolutely tracks.
0: <laughs> this episode was directed by Peter Ramsey. He did Into the Spider-Verse and Rise of the Guardians. It was written by John Favreau. Um, it stars Pedro Pascal, Katie Sackhoff, Carl Weathers, and it guest stars Katie M. O'Brien, Paul Sun-Hyung Lee, Tim Meadows. Bow, 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 bow. Uh Nonzo Nonzo Anazi, um who is the voice of Gorian Shard. And he was in Cinderella, Conan the Barbarian, and The Last Legion. And Game We also have Um appearances by Dave filoni Deborah Chow, Rick Oh my gosh, I can never pronounce his last name. Rick Fa- Famoni okay um the directors i mean obviously dave filoni is part of this you know he's a big creator um, but then deborah chow and rick are uh directors i want to be a director who just hangs out
3: at a bar and gets paid to film things as well i know right especially a space bar i mean that's the life right there no shit. i got something to say about that scene later but i'll wait
0: oh and that's that's the other appearance we have did you forget um, a cameo well, no, no, no no they don't ruin my segment
2: not. I did not forget not one sort of cameo.
0: No, no, no. No, we'll, um, we'll,
2: we'll get to that one.
0: We will. We'll get but to that first, one. But first, I have a few things to say about this episode. Um, I like to go on tangents, as you guys know. And listen, this episode is what Star Wars is all about. Like, we have an actual conflict on a star that needs an actual war. Okay, not that I think this is a war so much as it's like the battle to start the war, but I've said it numerous times, and I'm going to keep saying it. This is the sequel we deserve. Well, we can um, roll credits
3: I, now. This has been Quest Me. I'm Steve. <laughs> uh, he said Star Wars, so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Look, I and I know a lot of people haven't really enjoyed this this season. It's been a little lackluster for some people, um, but Ooh. this episode in particular, there's people, uh, there's people out there that have, like, the the view the ratings have dropped the viewership has dropped for this that season like there's that a lot true. of stuff that's been going on so well,
3: we I don't, don't think, need that kind of negativity in our lives
0: no and i think this episode is really going to quiet the haters and create some more interest um this episode had cameos it had nostalgia it had intense battles both on land and in the air it had emotion uh, jump out of your seat choreography and finally it had heart um to me this was the perfect episode of mandalorian and star wars call me a homer but i've watched this episode six times and i still giggle every time i watch it so that's that's my tangent all right i want to give all you guys the same opportunity to kind of go on a tangent about this episode if you want to so Steve laid it on me. Uh, do you agree that this was perfect or is this show lacking a little bit?
3: No, I'm definitely enjoying myself. I was kidding earlier when I said this is the Rangers of the New Republic. I just realized that they have I wasn't of, they, have yeah. they have a lot of material. They have a lot of material they wrote obviously and it's like, well, how do we use this? They probably even shot some. I, I doubt they they used the exact footage, but they they're, they're putting it in for us to, to see what they wrote instead of creating a new show that people might not be interested in i believe i believe they're working a backdoor pilot angle is definitely what i'm what i'm picking up especially the was no, it wasn't the episode before it was the, the the convert had and like the entire section was devoted to to coruscant life and which was which we yeah. which we are owed because or which i sorry not we are owed which mandalorian owes because he took time out of someone else's show so he gets there's everybody's, no <laughs> everybody's paying it forward. <laughs> Everyone is entitled yeah. to have a piece of his show now.
0: You think Mando's gonna take a piece of Ahsoka too? He's gonna be like, No, this is my show too, Ahsoka. I don't Get see why not. I mean, <laughs> oh
3: yeah. Like they, of course. They, they they know each other, so why not have him it's drop true. in? I mean especially since Sabine was once the holder of the Darksaber and be like, Hey, by the way, I know who's got that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh Justin, what were your thoughts on this uh, episode?
1: I mean, you get really sappy there. Like, you put a lot of emotion into that little monologue. How do I follow <laughs> that up? I mean, it, I, I, I can't say perfect because I haven't seen the perfect episode, but God damn it, this was near. that. Oh, it was so close. Like, starting scene, it got action. It got humor. It's got good music. Uh, the choreography didn't look hokey. Like everything, like the scene, the angles of the shots, like it was all wonderful. Dog fights, hand to hand combat, great. And you're you're right. It just had a great uh, plot points behind it. But uh, overall, like it was, it was like you said, a Star Wars for a Star Wars episode.
0: Yeah, uh, Phil, do you do you agree? Are you on the same page? Do you have any qualms? No, I mean, I'm pretty much there too. I mean. We got a
2: nice blend of action and plot development. We got uh, some fun cameos, some fun new characters. We got solid action sequences um, and, and, and well balanced, no, nice, uh, nicely plotted, nicely paced.
0: Yeah. Pretty spectacular. For sure. well i'm glad we're all on the same page because i'd feel really dumb if i spent all that time writing out that monologue and then you guys were like no this episode sucks fuck you it's
1: over action man what (laughs) are you talking about Has no plot we're
0: all on the same page um but speaking of cameos i mean let's just go right into that scene zeb is here folks steve i'm so happy is here um and he's on a sweet planet no less before before we get into too much i mean the music when you get into that planet was awesome the scenery that you see when it's painted no, 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 no. from the ocean about to, the to the music the
1: ships. man about the music that that entry song sounded uh um, eerily like uh david essex rock on
2: so the yeah. the captions
3: uh psychedelic uh, you know, rock just like, label yeah. it
2: as psychedelic rock i was like <laughs> No, that I
3: tracks that I honestly tracks. thought it was gonna it, I honestly was thought I was hearing uh Lunatic Fringe by Red Rider oh, for a hot second. And oh. I was like No And then of course it's like they're not really gonna they're not gonna actually put a rock song into no, Star Wars. They haven't no, done it yet. But, you know, but I, I wouldn't be opposed
1: to that. I think that's no, our closest um, closest uh what's, Twilight uh rock song or something. Mm-hmm.
0: Well we had the song in Andor too when they went to that beach oh, yeah, planet that was really yeah. that was an awesome one too. So um, but, yeah, the music in this was just phenomenal. Even, like, the intro credits, the, when it has the, the pirate kind of theme. I, d- I, I the was going to wonder if someone's going to bump on like, that. Yeah, yeah gory, uh, it, gory. It had the,
3: uh, it definitely yeah, had uh, that, what do you call it, uh, heavy mahogany instead of heavy Yes. Mahogany, the, the pirate. <laughs> yes. Pirate rock. Just uh, very nice. Very
2: nice.
0: Cool. Yeah. Uh, hey, Jesse says, press me you. Is extra gorgeous tonight. You know why? It's Ooh. because I have good internet again.
3: <laughs> hang on, hang on. So, I have to help Jesse out. Sorry, oh, oh, sorry, hey, to, sorry. We on, to, on, Jesse, on, to we see go. how gorgeous he yeah. is tonight. Yeah, some
0: really good lighting tonight. Steve, to to branch <laughs> out a little bit here. Steve and Jesse actually got to meet in real life. It was fantastic convention recently.
3: Ooh, not only meet, yes. we got hammered.
0: Get, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Getting hammered with Jesse is a good time. And then I should, and we sang, I'll send you a picture one day of uh, one of my birthday parties. It's hilarious. <laughs> and we
3: uh, and we karaokeed the Enterprise theme song as you should. <laughs>
0: as oh one man, does. oh I love it. I've got kind of wow. sad I wasn't there. That's, e- even that's
3: even better, uh, one of the options was Tank from from Cowboy uh, Bebop, and it is literally just the first few lines, and then the the rest of the screen okay, says three, rest three, of the two, song.
2: What let's jam.
3: And then we just we just hung and out just- for two a, a minutes. <laughs> you just got to start dancing at that point that's what that's exactly what we did (laughs) that's
0: that's so awesome uh thanks jesse for popping in it's good to see you um we were just talking about the planet that the adelphi base is located on um we started with the music it's freaking wonderful again the scenery as it's panning up from the ocean and you're seeing the y-wing like landing and the x-wing taking off and i i loved little little tiny
2: detail but I love that you see one of the Y wings sitting there with some of the uh, engine cowling and vein and the veins pulled off of it. So you can see them working on that, uh, on that um, port side engine.
3: As you would y- do wing. at an airbase.
2: Yeah. No, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. it's just a great little detail.
0: Yeah. Did and anyone then...
3: else see that opening and go, and then of course inside the bar and go, where is my star Wars version of McHale's Navy? <laughs> I need it.
0: I did
1: not do that. That could be absolutely spectacular. I
2: went to Um, uh,
1: fucking Top Gun. Fair enough. This is the jacket. Like Tiva's jacket had (laughs) all the patches and whatnot on it. Oh, okay. So, is it too much to ask for both? No,
2: great detail there. Um, Paul Sun Hung Hung Lee uh, got to actually work with the costume designer and actually like hand designed some of those patches on his jacket. Yeah.
0: That's so cool. Yeah, super cool. The Rancor patch was cool. Like- Shout out to Shauna T. Can't pronounce her name. Yeah, no, but
2: she's an amazing costume designer. Her work on that jacket alone is stellar. Phil, we can
3: you to- pronounce her name? Because I'll butcher it.
0: Oh, uh, Hang on a second. Um I'm glad um, we all recognize about, the detail. Then, yeah we're no. talking about the costumes um, they did wear in the bar, you saw people wearing blue fighter pilot jumpsuits, yep. which had been decommissioned after the rogue squadron in Rogue One. Because they're all dead. Because um, they were all dead. So it's very interesting to see those being brought back, and it's especially interesting to see Garzeb Aurelio wearing one. Boom. Um, which leads me to believe one. that
3: he might have been there at that battle because we know that well, he, general the, um oh my gosh Sindula was. thank there. you couldn't do it well yeah the, we the see go- the ghost yeah,
0: the mm-hmm. ghost is there oh, yeah for sure
3: so he could easily um, have been part of that battle we just didn't get to see him so he yeah. might have been, he might be a surviving member of blue squadron
0: it's very possible it's it's, it's
1: um, interesting i don't really remember Zeb as a pilot that seems like a pilot part of me
0: i mean I think I think he flew. He can fly. He, 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 can, was, they all can he fly. was more of yeah. he was more of a brute than anything. Yeah, know? he was like a I'm sure from what I recall. Well he's I'm also assume... he's the
3: original uh artistic design for a Wookiee. Yes. Uh no way. On, yeah, yeah, no the yeah. his
2: species is based on Thanks the original concept art that Ralph McQuarrie did for Chewbacca.
0: <laughs> I love that so much.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So it was just it was it just couldn't be done properly it's in seventy seven. So it was easy to do easier to do like a giant bigfoot yeah and of yeah. course that was it, bigfoot was popular in 77 like a lot more like there was there was a man. bigger following i
0: love i love the the full body shot of zeb yeah. in the bar when they Just zoom out like his walk his by. visuals like his cgi was phenomenal dude like when he's sitting there talking to to teva and his like temple caves in a little bit as he's thinking about stuff like the cgi on that was was nuts um the way his lips curl and stuff when he's thinking about what he's gonna say like they spent spared no expense um with that scene it makes me
3: wonder how they got that so well done and then the the grand inquisitor just looked like hot garbage uh, sorry to say
2: it, but uh, it different focus he, you gotta yeah, understand,
0: Mandalorians focus. where the money's at I guess so and or they were like yeah you're oh no that was Kenobi make that something. was Kenobi oh yeah sorry yeah, Kenobi yeah. same thing though they're it's like you're not, I, I was not I guess I was
2: not that bothered by the the depiction for the Inquisitor but I just I didn't think either. it was the
3: same character because especially when he got stabbed it's like oh okay that's why we're gonna have a new high Inquisitor and then when he was uh, alive at the end I'm like oh it's the same guy okay um, I think he
1: looks more realistic you know because he's supposed to be a temple guardian you
3: know, his head yeah. has to fit the mask. That's fair. I just but, what, what I what I saw it. I I personally didn't care for it. And, but they nah, made coneheads
0: yeah. in the '90s. It's possible to do it. Like that's. Yeah, are you yeah, saying he that, wanted to be live a conehead? He should have been. He was a conehead. <laughs> was he not? Do I need to bring up a picture of the?
1: Not conehead? like uh, the movie <laughs> that I'm thinking of. No, he was not a Saturday.
2: Oh, night Oh no, he live was not an exaggerated
0: dad. conehead, but he was a conehead, <laughs> and we can say that because he was also a jerk. and deserves to be called a conehead. He
1: turned into a good guy. He's he not es- a a Ezra. Comb. He's a jerk.
0: <laughs> that
3: was okay, a that was a vision, though.
1: It wasn't yeah. Ezra. It was Canaan. Uh, Canaan. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Mm, all right. Well, he he, he did turn a into a good guy. View, there was a,
3: there was a spirit there yeah anyway um, but yes so, I, I do agree that the the, the cgi for gara's was phenomenal and if they can keep that budget up for the ahsoka series i'm here man
0: yeah i, hope you know, they, I think I, I think that this is bringing in like they're, they're, this show is setting up everything like this is going to be you know the the mando well, versus the equivalent to the arrow this is you their know, hub
2: this is their hub series everything else exactly. is branching
1: off from here now
0: but and they, so gotta ha-
2: long
1: as- they need to put some money into Ahsoka, because yeah, Thrawn no. is coming, hashtag.
0: <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, and, and they will. They absolutely will. Because I think people, I, I really think that the last three episodes of this season are going to just pop off. They're going to be nuts. Like setups for, to
1: the other? Yes. Okay.
0: Yes, it's, it's going to be just like Avengers, the first Avengers. Ooh. You know, we had all the fun little movies that came out before Avengers, and then Avengers comes out, and you see freaking Thanos, and you're like, oh, shit. I think at the end of this, we're going to see Thrawn, and people are going to be like, oh, shit. Dang, Which at that time, Thanos that was
3: an now. accident. Joss Whedon just thought he was a cool character to throw in at the end. He had, there was no pathway at the time
0: right which so,
3: which now yeah. we have a pathway so i think it'll turn out a little better they're following the right moves and then
0: yes they they hired john favreau for a reason and that reason is to create a bigger universe um to again give us the sequels that we deserve anyway moving on um on a scale of one to ten how excited were you to see zeb make his jump to live action let's start with steve
3: um, so my wife was actually in the other room and she heard me gasp she had no idea <laughs> why, but she asked me about it later and so apparently I had an audible gasp um i did i did read a spoiler about there just my brother said that cameo though and I said hey sh- I haven't seen it yet so I wasn't expecting that i i what was i expecting I forgot because this one just floored me and so that now we're down we have are we at two of my rebels cameos? I guess if you count Bo Katan yeah, Ahsoka and, and Zeb of the of the ghost crew. And so we're just we're just ticking away at those. And I you know, I honestly think at some point, either in this show, probably not this show, probably in Ahsoka, we will get a live action Kanan Jarrus. Oh like a flashback. Yeah. Either a flashback or even somehow if Ezra in the far reaches of space has figured out how to communicate. With oh, Force true. Ghost, Kane and because who knows what he learned in in his yeah, in his time. I will only that's accept true. that if it is Freddie Prince, Prince Jr. Is. It
0: has to be. I agree. That would Prince be. Kanan. I mean,
2: we know he can do it. We know if they, he can, if they make, can get Liam Neeson back, they can get. We Freddy know Prince he Jr. can make the leap from animation to live action. We know he can handle that. I mean,
1: absolutely. Scooby Doo, man. Scooby Doo, the first one was amazing.
0: So on uh, a scale of one to ten, how excited were you, Steve? Ten. That's Phil, a ten. What about you? I'll give it a ten.
2: Ah, uh, definitely a ten because he was not the rebels' uh, character I was expecting to show up first, first uh, of the rest. I I figured maybe Hera or someone else of a species we've already seen in live action before. Sure, you know. Uh, did not expect them to just drop Zeb in, just like I so, I thought it would be Sabine,
3: honestly. I thought Sabine was gonna uh, be the, the Mandalorian connection. Yeah. I, I think more that's sense.
2: I think that's still a little too soon. I do think she'll show up before the end of the season.
3: Well, if, if Bo Katan is going off to go unite clans, that's the first stop you make. Yeah, is she even
1: cool with her clan now, or is she still running solo? I guess we, we don't find out. We will find
2: know. out. There's right. some hints at the end of this episode that say that maybe not all is right on the uh, home mm-hmm. front. Well,
4: mm-hmm. and,
0: and she had mentioned in episode two or three, or it might have been one actually, that her whole crew had left her because she didn't obtain the dark saber. Now Sabine
2: whomp. wasn't a part
3: of that though. Sabine, no, no,
2: no, but. It, it does mean that, you know, she'd been functionally abandoned except for her droid.
0: Yeah. Who then got, bomb- Who then got the by bombs. Blasted
1: I'm sure him. he's
0: fine. Oh, yeah. Just a little <laughs> bit of soldering. He'll be fine.
1: Hey, if he can fall off an endless pit, you can survive anything. <laughs> oh, my God. Justin, on,
0: on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited were you? All right. First. That?
1: First off, I knew there was a cameo coming on. We all did. And when we knew it was going to be Rebels.
0: None of us called Zeb, though. No! None of us said I that. Was
1: gonna be. <laughs> I was saying I was going to be more uh, shocked than surprised and, and, than anything. Like, I, I did not expect Zeb. Just what Phil was saying. I, I was going with uh, Sabine. It made the most sense. Mandalorian, Darksaber, Carrier, yada yada. But uh, Zeb was an awesome call. And just like you guys touched earlier, the CGI was amazing. Little details like influence uh, or emphasized like the details of his talking and his reaction. So it was awesome to see. And I, I truly hope they keep that like budgetary standard like Zeb up here and then uh, the the huts in Boba Fett down here. <laughs> I hope it's Zeb level.
0: I would I would agree with you. Um, I gotta say now, like after, um, after seeing this and seeing how good it was, like I had mentioned before, um, the Mandalorian is the Star Wars version of Iron Man. Um, Thrawn is going to be the Star Wars version of, of Thanos. Mm -hmm. We can forget Cara Dune now, Zeb and, uh, (laughs) and, and Teva, Zeb and Teva are going to be the Rangers of the new Republic, um. And, and you'll have, I mean, look, dude, we've seen Luke Skywalker. We've seen Ahsoka. We got more Rebels characters coming in. As Chopper! As by Celebration last year, the, the leaked footage of the trailer for Ahsoka had Hera and Sabine showing up. Um, so, I mean, now we have a huge cast of these beloved characters, and they're going to be able to team up Avengers-style in an all-out war against thrawn but the only here's the difference though is the first order is going to rise out of the ashes of the thrawn war like yeah there's going to the, be that tr- transition i get it yeah so thrawn is going to be like he, i i would i would assume that the very last thing that thrawn says is execute to the first order and then that's execute where them. thing go things go go south I'll, i also have
3: a, I have a bet on that um, um because he's like thanks to the his abduction by the purgles spoiler alert if you haven't watched rebels go watch rebels if you haven't watched Rebels, hashtag <laughs> um, watch rebels um we've, we, we've seen you've seen the purgles already this season if you okay. don't know what i'm talking about you will and you'll space go whales. <gasps> space <gasps> whales so Thrawn has been to those far reaches of space which could include that planet that i don't really care about because the sequels were a bit of a mess.
0: Which one but, are we talking about? Oh, Exegol? Exegol, Yeah, thank Whatever. you. But that That's even stiff. if even if uh, Thrawn
3: yeah. does not survive the end of of your Avengers storyline, his last order could be all these starter the story all the starter stories that are sitting on Coruscant that eventually end up out there. He's the one that pulls off the heist that gets to them send them all out there to mm. to go be frozen you in know, the ice, and then make them functional somehow in 30 and, years
0: and that would be an amazing katana fleet just throwing that out there that oh
3: mobile. god i hope can we see that in live action please i want i want <laughs> oh, to see thrawn's starter destroyer has to be still intact i need to see it if not <laughs> he needs to have painted a new one i need it in live action <laughs> uh, i really really do what's the starter destroyer called uh,
0: the chimera chimera chimera.
3: thank you it has it has the the dragon underneath yeah Yeah. oh it's so beautiful
0: yeah i would assume dude dude (laughs) what if the last scene of this and i'm like getting tears thinking is the last scene please is the star destroyer coming up and it just has the dragon painted on the bottom of it like i don't even need to see Thrawn, but seeing the star destroyer the chimera would be enough for me to just piss my everyone knows
1: what that means
0: not everyone, Not but everyone. it would be fan service for people like us.
2: Yeah. Gonna gonna call it now. If we don't see his face before the end of the season, our last shot of the season is just gonna be the glowing red eyes.
0: Oh, I hope so. Well, that, if we, I, I if, we, don't, if we don't
2: see him full on, we'll see that glowing red eye, Those glowing red eyes. Dude, you? Uh,
1: see, see, I was thinking boots. I don't know why the boots and the pants boots and you panting, want him in the boots, boots and pants <laughs> you want him in the uh
2: full-on white uh grand admiral yeah. uniform yep we're gonna see something gotcha, he hasn't I been gotcha. cast
3: yet so we have to we'll see something but we won't he see hasn't him. been cast that we know of yet. yeah, uh, yeah they from they what i understand
0: um the rumor is that the guy that played the voice of thron is gonna be Thrawn. yes um uh, disney if was, you're listening was he a scars yes. guard? i think he was a scars guard La, Lars Mickelson. Lars Mickelson. Mickelson, yeah. not Skarsgård.
2: I yeah. was close. No, but there is still a familial <laughs> connection to the Star Wars universe there because his brother was Galen Erso. Thank you. That's I was like, wait, right. that's not that's who right. it was. Yeah, no, that's, no. that's right. No, it's. Two Mickelsons. Two yeah.
0: yeah. His yeah. his little brother is Mads Mickelson. Um, but anyway, I, I, I think that's as much as I want to talk about Zeb and the Rangers of the New Republic and the Thrawn thing because we have so much more to talk about um we have an entire battle to talk about but before that we actually get to uh new quest incoming
3: that's right
0: teva has been quested to save navarro um his first stop coruscant justin Take us through the Coruscant scene. Uh, what did you think of the interaction between Tim Meadows, Kane, and Tava?
1: So first off, going through this scene, watching Tava walk down, act, he sort of has this pompous, arrogant yet assertive walk to him, and then he, you, the the camera cuts to boom, Saturday Night Lives, Tim Meadows, I love Tim <laughs> and Meadows. this. As soon as I saw him, I'm like, "Oh, he's gonna be Tim Meadows, typical typecasted." And what do you? What happens? Ain't shit get done. Nothing happens. And hey, you you go to him. That's expecting my the desk jockey excuses, and what do you happen? The desk jockey excuse. So to see that just happen in Star Wars, let alone, was just awesome. It was it was cool to to see that kind of. Uh, co- comedy come out within the the universe.
0: Yeah, and like the, him looking at the droid, you stay, you get out of here. Like, I know,
1: and then, the what's her name? Uh, Kane comes Shoot. in. Oh. Yeah.
0: I wanted, actually, I wanted to ask Steve, what are your thoughts on Kane? Do you think she's actually reformed, or is she some sort of spy?
3: What, what, do, what do I think, wrestling is real? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> ah! I gotta ask. And... And and porn is all real too, right?
0: Absolutely. Oh, like what?
3: oh, I didn't know that. Uh, no, she is one hundred percent either working her own angle or she is working directly for Grand Gideon or directly for Thrawn. She is not reformed.
0: Would we consider her the Delta source?
3: <laughs> uh, we still
2: can't spoil that one for Justin. We still no. got one more book to go before he. Dude, I haven't out started Delta it, courses. guys.
0: I had to go back and and like read that and see what the Delta Source actually was, what like, like who it no, was.
1: No, no, don't, don't, nothing. I'm not, nothing. I'm not spoiling. I'm anything. so into the series,
0: like. But don't, once I, nope, once nope. I figured it out, I was like, oh, oh yeah, that's right. Oh it's, my god, it's that's amazing. Hilarious.
2: No, it's amazing. <laughs> it's a, it's one of the best reveals in that entire series.
3: Yeah. So we're um, we're still. I, d- I don't it. know this either. So thank you for not but, spoiling. Yeah, no. But we're, we can we're actually predict that.
0: Delta Source is um, someone that is giving Thrawn a ton of information from the New Republic. They're feeding Thrawn and the Empire um, information about what Leia from inside the Imperial
1: Palace. Oh, you mean Leia's attendant? Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, do not disparage Winter. <laughs> yeah,
0: dude. Uh, just wait, Just I wait till like you her. read it. I know it's Just there. wait. Um, but I'm I'm. Really, really thinking like this whole season, I'm like, who's Delta Source? Because there's going to be someone that's working inside I in have... the public that is feeding Thrawn information. Well, I've, a got a, I've got a Kane. major,
2: major spoiler for Justin. When we finish talking about Last Command, I've got something for you about Winter. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah.
0: But we have to finish Last but, Command. First. Yeah,
2: no, we gotta we gotta finish Mandalorian first, and then we'll get on to Last
3: Command. Is this an audio, Is this available in audiobook? It is. Yeah, absolutely. I will happily yeah. download that and
2: it's, join the. It conversation. is the it is the third of uh, Timothy Zahn's original uh, Thrawn trilogy.
3: Sold.
0: Yeah, yeah, you can actually find it online and on YouTube for free, like little chapters. And oh, stuff. I have so many Audible yeah. credits
3: from college. Like I oh. just I'm just trying to burn through them. Yeah, no. They're good. I've, I've, re- uh, I've listened to so many Star Trek episodes.
2: Heir to the Empire, Dark Force Rising, and uh, The
0: Last Command. Yep. Yeah, no, we'll we'll get you that. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, we'll get it for you. Um, but yeah, I also think Kane is is working some sort of angle. I have I have no idea what it is. But um, speaking of spies, Phil, did you happen to read the book from a certain point of view? Oh yes. Oh, so,
2: yes. Uh, they actually just did, announced the third, the third one's coming out later this year.
0: For, for Jedi? Yeah. so um, What did you think about the little R5 callback?
2: I thought it was spectacular. Um, for those of you who have not read from a certain point of view, there is a story in it that explains the whole sequence on the uh, Sandcrawler from the perspective of R5-D4 and his meaning of R2-D2 and there's this whole bit in there uh where it's basically uh revealed that R5D4 has been working for the rebellion in the past and now he's just ended up junked on Tatooine <laughs> and he deliberately uh blows his motivator in order to make sure that R2 gets to go uh with Luke 3PL with Luke
0: it, is this the the book with the uh, the flea that goes on Luke? Luke? No, that one is uh, the Tales of Luke
2: Skywalker. Um, yeah, no, uh, from a certain point of view, is a uh, short story anthology that covers the uh, events of A New Hope from the perspective of all of these different characters who are yes. mostly in the background. It's like, oh. I was the tractor beam operator on the uh yeah. on the, yeah. on the star destroyer ridiculous you know it, yeah. so oh. justin it's, we gotta uh, have justin, to put that in the notes man no, it, it's, the, i, I want that one it is absolutely spectacular the, they've done one for uh new hope and empire strikes back and the one yep. for uh uh jedi comes out later this year
0: yeah so justin the book you're talking about is i, I believe it's called tales of luke skywalker um, and that does reference a a bug on the back of the Rancor when Luke fights the Rancor. It's just different. It's stories about Luke Skywalker and different accounts of, of him. So the, the one that we're talking about Greek from, a mythology. View, yeah, from a certain point of view is a little bit better because it's with actual characters I'm sorry so that was seen. too much <laughs> <laughs> no
2: I I fully expect Steve's so. dead I fully <laughs> expect that in uh, the Empire the uh, Jedi uh anthology we probably will get a uh story from the perspective of the rancor keeper
0: oh yeah definitely he was hey, too Steve sad. yes Steve now that you oh, know about from a certain point of view and r5 and his story uh, do you find this scene with Tava coming up, going, "I had a spy working with me the whole time"? Was that cheesy or nah?
3: Well, I I thought it would be that it obviously they 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 deep faked or not deep faked they uh, they faked you out and thought that he was tracking the gauntlet, and then for for it to be the droid that we've seen since the first time we saw Star Wars, I'm like okay,
2: I I, I loved the fake out with Paz. Yeah. <laughs> when, you know, they look at him is like, like, it's what? somebody I used to serve in the rebellion with. And Mando first thing he look, does is look over his shoulder and look at Paz. <laughs> and
0: Paz is like, what? It's not me. Yeah, I love that too. Um speaking I mean, on the on See, the lines of Paz. Uh, hold on. Uh, let's circle back
1: to that. I think. Yeah.
0: Go for it. We'll we'll get there. I, we'll get. I personally,
1: past. I per, I personally think that Star Wars is doing too much of the pulling back from previous uh, movies and just clipping it in like that. It's been what? happening a lot. I, I feel like it's a fanboy service almost, where they're oh, just cool.
0: pulling something.
1: and it, it's just happened too often. I, that's what would, I personally think.
0: Would you consider a cameo of Zeb fanboy service? No, because that's uh, actually <laughs>
1: uh, it's important building. to the plot. Yeah, but the like, pull R five, <laughs> like the pull R five and the tr- chopping droid, like those things are just like reaching out a little bit. There it, is it, a it
0: does ton make you of think, fan like, service in this.
3: It does make you think. How does anyone do anything without it being known?
0: I mean, fanboys. So. yeah, true. But I mean, look, and the fan service thing is rampant in this show. I mean, even the monkeys in the tree is fan service. Babu Frick in his or his like little species. That's yeah, <laughs> but R5 is, but yeah. is
3: preaching.
1: I mean, come on. Well, it
0: it,
3: but you thought is it was going to be a betrayal of another Mandalorian. And then to to have it just be the droid. It's like, okay, that was a nice fanboy thing. It was also cute, and we weren't expecting it. So if I was was expecting it.
2: And it ties back back to Peli Motto's line at the beginning. uh, What was it? Episode two of this season where uh, Mando goes to Peli to get the droid. Yeah, Yeah. and and she jokes, you know, she talks about him having been a, a hero in the rebellion. And it was just like, oh, no, bullshit.
1: (laughs) All right, all right. Yeah, but I think
0: think this goes deeper than that, though. I think it's a little bit deeper of a cut because they're connecting that with a book. Yeah. The fact that R5 had its own passage in a book and they're connecting Mandalorian to that kind of media, man, they're connecting so much media to this story which and, and which is show, what like, which
2: is what the legends canon had done in the past and it's what the the yes. new canon is doing now yes they yes. are exactly.
0: connecting exactly and, yeah. I and think actually just let me
3: let me count let me not counter but let me um let, let's 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 riff on this the sequel trilogy feels so disconnected from everything that i don't mind a fanboy service when they're actually trying to to do right by the fans once again because that the, the sequel trilogy did have a lot of hey we're making this for the money yeah and that is what i felt what the first time i saw every movie i was still you know a 12 year old kid again but watching it again and again it's like oh my god actually this is kind of
0: i can't watch as a skywalker anymore oh, I've, I've watched, watched it, try one it on, half times try it on mute
3: not bad <laughs> <laughs> the whole the whole the whole sequel trilogy try it on mute Visually oh stunning God. you can make up your own words and it actually it actually fits and they just look away from for some, some parts I so- I
2: actually <laughs> I like this the uh, the riff tracks approach. Let's uh Yeah, it's that's just you know, that's pretty good do it's our own good. dialogue
1: So you're saying but, the script sucks <laughs> There's a lot, a lot that
0: sucks, <laughs> But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to continue talking about Mandalorian. 21 the pirate
3: <laughs> but, but do you when it comes to the Mandalorian do you feel that they? are disconnected, or do you feel like we're actually getting Star Wars stories? No, they're not
1: disconnected whatsoever. I absolutely agree with you that the sequel trilogies felt disconnected, even though they were mimicking them in a lot of ways. But, uh, no, it's just, I I don't know, it just feels a little overwhelming. Maybe I feel overwhelmed
3: by all the uh, material thrown at me. But they're a week apart, and so every week we get a new little thing.
0: That's why we podcast about it, man, yeah. so we can break it down that's why like we do this. what
1: we do.
2: Yeah. yeah I, I mean,
0: just man. have Come to on, watch dude. the
3: episode six, seven times.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay, because <laughs> it's good. You're getting your money's worth of so that $20 a month that Disney charges. It's 20 <laughs> Well, Disney, Hulu, and ESPN is like. He does the package yeah, with no man. commercials and Come
3: HBO.
1: On, yeah. What on
3: HBO is worth watching? Um, Name five. Last of Us. What? Okay, that's one. Game of Thrones. The Franks. No. The Wire. No, no, no. New, new content oh. Peacemaker. Uh,
2: Peacemaker. Yeah. No. Like I, I just actually uh, binged, I just uh, binged Dun- through the first four episodes of Peacemaker on Friday. Still I'm, night. I'm still at one here. Doom Patrol.
0: Have you watched Peacemaker, Steve?
3: I have not, so that's why I can't. Yeah, I, I, I get your fucking
0: horse and go watch that. some Peacemaker. I can't
3: <laughs> give it to you because I haven't seen it. We're giving you a lot of suggestions. <laughs> oh, Ricky
1: D, I out saw Watchmen on Hulu. Oh, yeah. Watchmen, yeah, yeah. No,
3: but
2: uh, South Park. HBO's I, I, some good I stuff. South honestly, Park, yeah. Steve, I, I save most of these until they come out on DVD, and then I get them from the <laughs> library.
0: <laughs> oh, a resident librarian. That's yes, so hi. I, I paid for. Really I, it. I, 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 had a,
3: good. I had a free free trial from HBO Max, and I watched The Suicide Squad, and I watched Godzilla vs Kong, and then I watched nothing
0: else. No, wasn't no, wasn't Godzilla vs Kong good though?
3: I did enjoy it, but they had no reason to keep me on on the on the board. And then, uh, and of course, there's Ricky chiming in to disagree with me. Good to see you, pal. <laughs>
0: Ricky watches HBO every single night. But Ricky didn't like <laughs>
3: Highlander, so his opinion is no voice. Well oh, what? Oh, oh I got backup all of a sudden, bud. What else? There can only be one. There can be, or one. seven, oh, but you know, but technically one.
0: Wow. Well, let's just leave that be and go on from this. <laughs> Ricky, R5 we connection. will, we will pick
2: this up in McMahon. like two weeks, man. In,
0: no, a week. It's next uh, Sunday. Is that, that's right. That's right, Ricky. Uh, that's shit.
3: Let's talk some or, shit. Don't worry, friend. I'll be here in the chat to disagree with you. <laughs> uh,
0: he says I didn't like Highlander because it was effing stupid. I I wow. still think I
2: still think Craig Ferguson had the best note ever on Highlander. Okay. Uh, so Craig Ferguson, Scottish comedian, talking about how when he was a kid he went to the movie theater to see this, you know, this movie starring Sean Connery, legendary Scottish actor, and you know it's about this immortal Scottish warrior. And in the words of Craig Ferguson, he plays a bloody Spaniard.
4: Oh, my God. <laughs> and the
3: Scotsman, of course, is played by a Frenchman. So it is, it is a wild ride. All of oh this can be God. found over on where you ever listen to podcasts on Sudden But Inevitable, season 2.5? Uh,
0: it, uh, yeah. 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 It, it was 2.5, yeah. Where you can hear Ricky and season... I disagree with each other all night it was, long. It was the oh, season where... Just where uh, put it on loop. It was the season where Josh goes through a midlife crisis. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so uh Mandalorian though we get eh, uh Mandalorian's we, like Highlander. We get a nice like middle chunk of this episode just devoted to um, to the battle for navarro
0: to a dogfight. Yeah, I and I do want to touch on um this f- the sweet fight speech that we yes. have before We will get to that, I believe. That's in, a segment, uh, one of the sir. segments. It there it is segments, but we have it, and we have the whole like setup for this battle, and it is um, spectacular. The arguments you... for well
2: the arguments in favor of the Mandalorians going to uh to defend Navarro, to defend this world where they used to live, where where they used to literally live in the sewer, as is as is noted, where they used this to live the in way. the sewer. You know, like, you know, no, we actually have a chance to go do something good.
3: Um, yeah. So I have to be the first to admit that I completely forgot about that until they said it, and so to hear it, I was like, "Oh, that's right, that was Navarro." Yeah. I remembered the big fight, of course, but I was like, "They were, they were all there already. This was their, this was their second home." So it, Navarro, it, it brought it, it brought it home to me.
0: Navarro is kind of the Tatooine of the Mandalorian. And I gotta go back
3: to Jakku. Thank God it's not Tatooine. Yeah, right.
0: Oh my God,
3: they can't really do Tunisia.
2: They can't. (laughs) They can't do Tunisia on a Mando budget. By the way,
3: they've been showing maps of the of the the various rims on YouTube channels that I watch, and Jakku is like. Really close to Coruscant, so I really don't get what the sequels were talking about when it was like nowhere. I'm like it's right there. It's I mean the, it's closer than most of the other planets. It's to Coruscant, still
2: a so. still a desert wasteland, regardless yeah. of its proximity. I'm, to I'm the, just
3: just curious as to why they chose to put it there. You know,
0: I'm just curious. What, nope, we're gonna go on.
1: Um, <laughs> so Phil, I, about the speech, I, I just want to touch. Like, do you yeah. feel like? Uh, Paz was delivering it from a "let's pay it forward" type type of view, or was he like coming from the heart and was more lines with "Hey, we we are seeing an injustice, and we are this people or group that doesn't stand for it."
0: I think it was Paz's repaying Mando. He's Mm -hmm. like, okay, look, man. Really, only repayment?
4: Mm -mm. No, 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 no.
0: No. I think that the the main motivation is to have their own place. But the deciding factor was the fact that Mando saved his son. If if they
1: didn't know they were getting their own place yet, though, yeah, he did.
0: He said that. He said that. Mando said that in the speech beforehand.
2: If the events of the previous episode had not taken place, if has son had not been the one who was rescued by bo and din then i don't think he would have come to their defense in this
0: no but mando does mention that they have they, they were offered land in that no, he
2: mentions that he personally was offered land
0: of course but that but i mean you would assume that you know i've been offered so we can probably make a deal if we go save these people you know, I think think it's issues. more
3: it's more the former of the yeah. the first episode was definitely a change in pauses stance yeah. yeah which is a great stance by the way when he has his heavy gun oh my yeah, god no, oh. Exactly. We'll, get, we'll
0: get to that too i love that heavy gun. so they but, they yeah. do a pretty uh a pretty quick um what you, montage of training oh sorry before you get and, to that um oh, yeah, you guys
3: yeah. talk you guys constantly talk about how you, you're not sure if pedro and Oh, when are, when they're
2: actually in the suits, when, wow,
3: yeah. when he when pause changes his tune, and they have that reaction. I'm not saying that stunt men can't act. But <laughs> that, I definitely think that they were there in that scene because the, the you can that you can see their face. Yeah. But they have the body language. And I so it, it, to, it. To me, there is definitely, you know, um Pedro Pascal has to go and work. And so he's definitely doing a lot of the shooting. The stuntmen have just taken, I think, a more prominent role in, in, in really most of the show.
0: I really hope they do a behind the scenes of season three. That'd be great. And they so give we can us see how much, uh, I, how much I actually in the suit. Yeah, I don't care like if he is 90% of the time or if he's there 0% of the time. I just want to know. Because those stunt actors are really good actors.
2: Even if he were only doing the voice the entire time, he's still killing it. No, absolutely. Well
3: only absolutely. I'm only concerned because in the first season he was there the whole time aside yeah, from what yes. it was so where he had to do reshoot, so it's like what yeah. changed? Yeah.
4: Page uh, like, got us. huge. Yeah. He,
3: he got more of popular, us. of course.
2: Yeah. So. That movie with Nicolas Cage. Uh I mean, holy there's... shit. If you have not seen the unbearable weight of massive oh, no. talent, like I outside, outside. like if you haven't seen it beyond see it. like the memes. <laughs> you need to watch it because it it's is, hideous it's spectacular give you $20, for it's me. <laughs> it is like the it's That's a good the, voice the okay. performance of nicholas Cage, nicholas cage's career and it's
0: um, him playing himself which is the best part it's him playing it's
2: him playing a deliberately fictionalized version of himself is it is okay. it like that michael keaton oh my God,
3: movie it, it is
2: a little bit like birdman
3: It it, it is. It
2: is. It is a little bit like Birdman.
3: Combine that with the with the um, the, not the Daily Show, the Weekend Update. Yeah, Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. Cage.
2: (laughs) I mean, so So, oh, I love it. There's there's even a bit where he plays like a de-aged version of himself that he is seeing (laughs) in his head. No way. (laughs) 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 Who (laughs) refers (laughs) to (laughs) himself (laughs) as (laughs) Nicky Cage? And it's Dude, it's, I, it's spectacular.
0: I should have bought it. I saw it at the mall the other day. Uh, I just fucking butt. That's right. I went to the mall. Give it a chance. Um, but I should have bought it when give I was Give it a
2: chance. Yeah. It's an absolute. I will. Ba- it's an absolute. I need blast. to see it.
0: I've been wanting to see it the, since it um, came out. The acid was trip
2: sequence is also absolutely <laughs> worth it. I mean, I've that, seen
0: parts of that sequence. Is that um, the car? That's the where the, where car? I, that's the, that's, the car ride yeah, where they're just like looking at each other.
2: Yeah.
3: Quest me season five point five.
0: Oh my God! What
3: season? <laughs> I don't even know what season you guys are technically on. There's this so many shows. This seven. is seven technically season, seven. believe it or not. But say it again. Seven. 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 Okay, so season yeah. seven point five. We all watch <laughs> the unbearable weight of massive talent.
0: I, so I, I have this. I have this idea. Twist my arm. After oh jeez, uh, I have this idea. Um, and we're booting Steve.
2: Good night. After. Uh,
0: <laughs> After we're done with this season, um, because like I said, I want to continue uh, Quest Me for forever, right? Like, whatever, permanently. Um, so I think I'm going to call anything after season seven, the final season.
2: That way you're <laughs> never wrong. And then I
0: never have to, like, switch episode names or anything. It's just the final season. <laughs> Fuck it. That's just That'll just become writing. part of its name. <laughs> absolutely lazy writing but um not lazy writing is the battle prep no i, I and mean it's, it's I wanted spectacular to, it was quick I, but it was good
2: yes i mean that you see them going over like little briefings you know in the middle of the um hyperspace trip to Navarro. that's like no we're on the ship also spectacular use of the um of Bo-Katan's ship Mm. Uh oh, as God far one? as it's like troop carrier uh oh. potential. Holy shit. Beautiful. That's done. what it's
0: made for. Yeah. That's that's like no, what it is designed for. Yeah. Uh
2: but do that it. whole that whole sequence uh was just really well done. Just talking about all of the uh stuff that they would expect when they got to Navarro. Uh you, you basically have Bo Katan giving them a briefing uh mid flight, and it's just like that's staggeringly realistic you know we're we're on our way to the combat drop we're getting our briefing now let's go the yeah. whole bait, is... the bait
1: and infiltrate is the overall plan i loved it
2: yeah uh um, um unrelated mostly unrelated uh i did love that whole bit at the beginning of the episode we got where grief cargo was playing sim city
3: wait what he was building targets
2: sitting there with the map of the city he's just sitting there talking about where all the stuff's gonna go sitting there fucking playing (laughs) sim city man it was great
1: we gotta put the shipping depot next to the transit station
2: we
0: can't put uh... a
2: nuclear power plant there that's a residential
0: zone (laughs) (laughs) i guess i didn't even think about it being sim city but that's hilarious
1: I mean, the 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 caption or the shot of him and his people walking out of the, the city sort of looked like Exodus from Egypt. There was
2: a little
0: <laughs> town called Rock Ridge. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um, Steve, what was your favorite aspect of the battle? Because obviously, we we get a nice little prep. It's a great. To me, I think that that battle prep was the perfect amount. About five to seven minutes of like this is what we're doing this is how it's gonna go down here we go and then all of a sudden they're like hyperspacing into Navarro and battle begins so Steve what was your favorite aspect of this battle was it the dogfights more so or was it the extremely tactical almost marine like uh, ground assault I
3: definitely appreciated that Um, I did think I had one moment of going well the mandalorians are clearly overpowered because these pirates are stupid <laughs> and but of course if you you know as a as a bit of a history buff myself the the reason why washington in the revolutionary war one crossing of the delaware is because he attacked them on christmas morning so that all the the haitians were hung over from celebrating and he then he took them out at first light which is what they didn't actually mention it but it's like okay we're attacking while they're drunk. Like, it, 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 was, it wasn't part of the plan, but that's what they did. And I then, of course... Yeah, um, oh, it, I, oh, I,
2: I think uh, they did a fantastic job of dividing Gordian Shard's attention and his limited resources and forcing him to decide which targets he wanted to prioritize. And he fucked up.
3: And of course, he, he fucked up at the beginning because oh, your died. spaceship is just floating in air. So if your engines are taken out, you crash. Yeah. Whereas in space, if your engines are taken out, you, you float. float. You float. So you're ah. you're bad. You're bad pirate. You're you're there. You're 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 showing the size of your dick, and, and you mess it up.
2: Numerous tactical errors that came back to bite him in the ass.
3: I mean, probably being made of plants had something to do with that <laughs>
1: it, it comes down to the the plan it was literally a bait you bait out the the snub fighters and mm-hmm. then pull the a gauntlet, high, dro- drop, drop a it.
2: high value target with yep. you know drop mando in there he's gonna go after mando because he wants revenge and he's yep. blinded by it and so he sends everything everyone after got. that
1: and then the gauntlet comes in Messes up the ship, does the tactical squad drops, and then oh, that military drop was awesome! Holy, and I love the shit. ground warfare more than anything. Uh, Don't no, get me he, wrong, he I sends... love a good dogfight, but the, the, the
2: jetpack drops, the jetpack drops from the gauntlet were just spectacular.
3: No, I have never dropped into combat, actually, but I have fast roped out of a out of a floating. Out of a, out out of of a helicopter. Of with, yeah, of Osprey. But, uh, oh, okay. Nice. That actually
2: the, tracks with your background.
3: That And yeah. that, that shot, I think whoever was in charge of that shot had also probably been at least either very well educated on it or had been a part they, of the past.
2: They did probably their due, due diligence on. on the research for that. Mm-hmm.
0: So here's I, I love that you guys bring up how tactically inept <sighs> this dude was. Because the Mandalorians just fought a guy and beat the shit out of a guy that didn't know how to actually control a war zone. And their next enemy that they're going to have is it's Thrawn, flawed. is going to wipe the floor with them. So like this, this cool little battle sequence that we get to see where they take out the pirates, they they fucking, they take out Gory and Char, they like... You know, all the snub fighters, the people who are turning on the. You know, the one guy turns around and leaves. He's like a coward. Like all all Vane. these things brought to
2: light. <laughs> and and, like, and I, I I still think the, Vane's gonna you know bail out and you know make it back to Thrawn at some point.
0: Thank you, bartender. Speaking
1: of Vane, he oh. he sort of looks like a, a Who from Who'sville mixed
3: <laughs> with like a Muppet. Well, I see. It. He's the lieutenant he from kind of. Ga- from Galaxy Quest.
2: Yes. Yeah. Kind of. Holy shit! They do kind. of He does kind of look
0: like. Yeah. There you go. So anyway, to, to to further my point, like this is like a battle that they all thought you know might have been a little hard, and they kind of, you know. Ruffle wiped stomp the floor them. with the pirates, and they stomped them. Yeah, um, and <laughs> now I think they're going to be so confident that when Thron actually comes to attack, they're going to get their shit rocked. So you're saying Bo- that- Bo-Katan
3: has experience with Thron, though, so she might at least be able to.
0: Bo-Katan's not there anymore. True, but Thron
1: rolled tight on their planet. I don't think they're going to underestimate them. Like you're, you're throwing out a lot of things here, Josh. Like you, th- you're, you're insinuating Thron is going to attack them. I am. Like, where do you get this? Like, is this because the whole ending? Are you alluding to? No.
0: No, because of what Teva said when he was talking to the New Republic, uh, Tim Meadows, when he was talking about there's something Turtle, bigger tunnel. happening. Oh. And yes, and the foreshadowing there. And the pirates, uh, you know, the empire had Navarro before the pirates are trying to keep Navarro. There's a reason this is happening. And the reason being is there is a cloning facility on Navarro that nobody really knows about, except us, the viewer that watched seasons one and two of Mandalorian. So keeping that in mind, that's a point of interest that okay. planet is okay. a huge point well,
1: well, well you're assuming that it's a cloning facility no we know it is
0: yeah we know it is no yeah don't go back and watch justin and then come they back they left the next
1: planet week. <laughs> they
3: they grabbed shut grabbed their shit it doesn't and, matter there's
0: still a cloning facility there
3: Mm-hmm. and dr Just, pershing was there and yeah, they have they
0: packed it, some things up but there's still an actual pershing, facility Pershing there. was
2: doing his research maybe his the skeleton there
3: Wasn't there also bodies of Jedi there? That was where that was, right? Yeah, I'm saying all
1: that shit is gone and taken out.
0: Is it? We don't know that for a fact. Because it wasn't the New Republic that chased the Empire off.
1: they, They still grabbed their shit. I guarantee it.
0: But what I'm saying is... It is, there's a possibility that that cloning facility is still there, and that's why there's such a huge interest. The pirates aren't just doing things to just freaking do things, like they they are following someone. Just like, uh, what's his name in the heir to the empire trilogy? What's his What's the pirate's name? Ter- t- uh, Talon Card. Card. Talon Card. He was so cool. yes, he was a pirate and Fuck he played 11. both sides, but he was working with Thron just as much as Goron Shard could be working with Thrawn to try and take back Navarro because there's a freaking cloning facility there. (laughs) All I'm saying is Thrawn could show up at some point because of that. I could be reaching, but I'm also looking at the fact that uh, Teva actually mentioned that in the show, said that the Empire used to rule this. Now pirates are there. This is no coincidence so like
1: did he allude to something's bigger and cooler about this planet yes do i think it's necessarily the cloning center
3: no i only do because of uh dr pershing is like that was that was a heavy cloning episode and of course we know they're setting up or they're fixing the holes in the sequel trilogy and so we have to know where the
2: (laughs) where where the the, uh, the culture came
3: from from. yeah
2: Mm -hmm. Again, me popsicles, and welcome to season two of Science Fiction Remnant. Go ahead and grab your multipass, a drink, and sit back with us and geek out about sci fi.
1: Let's pick each other's brain. We want you to be
0: part of our intimate conversation about science fiction topics.
2: And hang around to the end of the episodes for the real world science that was inspired by your favorite science fiction. Let's do this. Let's talk about science fiction topics in books, movies, TV shows, and games. At Science
1: Fiction Remnant, you are invited to listen in.
2: Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify,
1: Anchor, Audible, GoodPods, or whatever you listen to podcasts. You can catch the video pods on our YouTube a month later. And don't forget your multipass, you me popsicles.
2: Science Fiction remnants is brought to you by the hashtag This Is Sci Fi. No cap cuties were
0: harmed in the making of this commercial. ba ba one day justin is just going to be like oh yeah yeah josh you're yeah that makes oh sense.
1: yeah josh you finally got a uh,
3: a future cast right you got josh i think your predictions are more likely to come true than that never is i don't know where you're reaching for that one
4: so it happy.
0: happened a lot for me I should, though i should bring up the the mythosaur argument we had a few weeks ago in the quest oh, me chat uh. I wish I was there for that <laughs> that episode. one was that one was fun um but let's move on from from this whole thing because there's not a lot there's not a lot more to talk about in this episode um it's it's mainly just wait a minute wait a minute after the fight we we kind of see something something else we we get new quest incoming two quests. Bo-Katan gets put on a new quest. Two. Uh 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 <laughs> Yeah, so, wait, two quests? What do you mean? You already had a new yeah, quest. Yeah, that's two
3: this episode. That's oh, yeah. This episode. okay, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. It's two, yeah, Eva yeah. Because Bo-Katan
0: by- gets put on her quest to go basically unite the Mandalorians. Um, Justin, what did you think when the armorer pulled Bo-Katan <laughs> into the original forge, or the old forge, and basically was like, take your helmet off oh, man. what were your thoughts there i didn't what, what, I, like went through your head
1: I, at first i was like well that maybe this is part of the way i don't know maybe the armor can only see their face when attuning their helmet or whatnot but then like she started explaining more and like calling her out do you not trust me is this not not my altar and then do she took her my station right yeah that's what it was and then she took her helmet off and they started con- uh, conversing. And I'm like, oh, well, she's not a uh, what was the word that they used? A
3: uh, apostate. Apostate. An apostate. She was ordered to do so. Yeah. yeah. yeah
1: so it, it was really cool to see that. And all I could think at the same time was, I'm right. I'm right. She is the one to bring balance to the forge. When, yes. Nice.
3: Nice. When she walked out with the armor and everyone was looking i honestly expected the armor to also have had her helmet removed in like a solidarity move but then of course it's like okay no that was that was reaching too much because i thought this episode would be you know she, bo-katan takes her helmet off first and it's like we can all if we're all gonna follow the way maybe we have to follow the no way more helmets. Uh, it's, yeah well because on in clone wars no one was wearing helmets no. permanently Ooh. Everyone, everyone on Mandalore had it off, so it's like and then they going to start doing- paying a
2: whole lot of extras, a lot more to show their faces.
1: The Sorry. only, <laughs> the only clan that I recall is Death Watch. They never Correct. took off their helmet.
0: Yeah, um, it would be cool to see Pedro Pascal's face a little bit more. He's got a pretty face. He does indeed. And Ricky, now seeing a Ricky, man. you've got an excellent point, sir. They definitely would have kissed if Mando was on HBO. They definitely would have kissed. Boqatan the... and the Armorer. I, oh my god. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I I I say this because I know where By the, Game where of Thrones rules, yes. is going. I mean,
3: or is my... it? Or does everything else come off but the helmet on oh HBO? <laughs> oh.
0: The helmet stays on during sex. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, little Littlefinger narrates in the background. <laughs> This is the way.
0: Oh my god. Um oh, and now my no, brain going to. I just, just lost go all of my thoughts so there this
1: because is... won't we'll even be Ricky. from like here's You just here's screwed down. me there. No, we well, are like here down cuz <laughs> we're we're touching about the final scene almost. We're almost to yeah, the yeah, final about, scene. Well, so we're, about we're about bow
0: in there. the armor and and how cool it would be for Pedro to be able to take his helmet off. Um I I mm, I I hope that that's kind of a thing that happens. I really hope that they not only unite Mandalore, but that they stop being so anal about their helmets.
1: Mm-hmm. like such So religious? Cultish. It's
0: cultish. It's very cultish. And I think Bo setting that example, um, I think the armorer knew what she was doing. You know, having Bo kind of set that precedent of she can take her helmet off and it's okay. We can still be Mandalorian. Um, I think that that's a huge milestone for the entire culture.
3: Also, they retake Mandalore. You've got the living water is oh. just there. So, so then go, it bathe every day, you know, you know? <laughs> take a bath.
1: yeah, you can atone yeah. for it.
3: Confess your sins. Right. But also, um, you know, they'll realize like, Hey, if, if we can do that, then why do it? So,
0: yeah. And, and time will tell we'll see what happens um i think both gonna run into a lot more issues gathering up mandalorians than than we think um but obviously there's three season episodes three. to kind of wrap this up or season yeah, four i'm sorry well They're going to wrap this part up, I think, by the end of season three. I think the end of season three is going to be introducing Thrawn and the bigger villain. So then they have time to do Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka and whatever. Book of Boba Fett season two. Like, whatever else they want to announce at Celebration this month, which is this month. They're going to announce a lot of stuff. Um, I think this season is going to kind of give us that softball pitch um, to those new things. Which mainly will be thrown so it's going to be cool to see that and is, um is rangers so still excited. happening uh uh as of right now it's postponed i believe right so this is their um, attempt
2: to like kind of backdoor pilot i it. mean to yeah. to re backdoor pilot i mean mm-hmm.
0: yeah um but it would be i mean zeb and 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 the other guy what is his freaking name captain Teva. tava yeah that would be an awesome team you is know, it, and is he, it even having, like, and I, think I, think I think it's Teva. I think it's Tava, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um it would be a great team and I think Zeb would be an awesome addition to that. So let's um I remember when we
3: stole these Y Wings from a reclamation center. This is yeah. the same one. I love it. We,
0: let's talk about the final scene and then get into segments. Ooh. It is oh we've been podcasting for an hour and a half already, man. This, we gotta we gotta start moving along here um but the final scene something's uh something's brewing something's, something's brewing up. and um, and my... Phil, take us through take us through this whole scene here this whole little discovery that uh, Tiva has so
2: so we're back we're we're back to captain tiva and we find a lambda class shuttle uh oh man i didn't get my lego one put together in time uh <laughs> Uh, uh, We we see the the classic uh, Lambda-class Imperial shuttle, and uh, it's blown to pieces, and (laughs) there's a massive hole in it, and it's like, oh, shit, this was the shuttle that was supposed to be carrying Moff Gideon to trial. So Mm. he never made it to trial, his shuttle's destroyed, and there's no trace of his body.
0: And, and and they embedded
2: embedded in the wall on the inside of the shuttle is a chunk of beskar so it's a great frame up for uh, mandalorians being involved with moff gideon's uh, escape
1: or so, or Justin, or, or, it or could be the imperial sect of mandalore like sort of like gar saxon yes absolutely. not uncounted for i don't think it'll no, be that
2: but uh, if we see mandalorians in all white we'll know uh Fair. but uh but i i honestly i i feel it's um there's a good chance that you know we've got thrawn using a group of mandalorians the way he used the nogri in uh in the uh zon trilogy uh he had you know that's, basically yeah, an entire enslaved planet that was doing his bidding as like high-end mercenaries
1: and but why uh, not why not just like the nogri are already introduced via rebels why not just bring them back
0: this because, as a Noghri, counterpoint because this
2: is the Mandalorian not the nogri
0: and and they're taking just little points of those books we We've pointed this out in each time we read a Zahn book. We've pointed out little different plot points that the Mandalorian is taking. And that's one of them, but they switch it up, right? They change it up a little bit. Instead of Luke Skywalker we, being we it's, it's Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. You know, instead of Luke being the Jedi, it's Ahsoka. Instead of, like, um, one of the, the main characters being Leia, it's Mandalorian. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's kind of... They take plot points and they, they flip it on on its side. Uh Jesse is asking for uh Steve's OnlyFans. We'll put that in the show notes. Only uh, flannels
3: Only flannels. Everyone <laughs> gets flannels. that mixed up. He's a <laughs> lumberjacket. He's okay. <laughs> Correct.
0: Uh, so Justin, do you think it's do you think it's actually Mandalorians? Do you think it could be the the actual like empire part of of Mandalore or do you think it's maybe Thrawn setting something up? It, most
1: likely, it's Thrawn setting something up. Whether it is like throwing the Mandalorians as a um, cannon fodder for like a red herring, or it's possibly the other sect of the Imperial Mandalores. Do it, do what I, I personally think it's Thrawn
3: more than anything.
1: Just I, I'm story. betting.
3: I'm betting that it's it is something Gar Saxon esque, but because Carson Tava has, Captain Tava has, uh, found this. It's he, easy enough to go back and talk to his friend Mando. And then Mando goes, you know, there's somebody here that really wanted to kidnap and, and kill Moff Kitty instead of having him go to trial. Hmm. So that's going to cause a rift and then lead to that red herring, kind of put pause and, and din at odds again. But then we find out like, oh, it wasn't, you know, he's going to deny it. Of course. And like, But you wanted to do that. And now, now the new mm. Republic's on our ass, but then it turns out to be say, Hear me out. Know, Gar Saxon. Hear me out.
2: What if
0: it's Ahsoka and Sabine?
2: So Sabine was actually one of my initial thoughts. What? Yeah. No. Uh well, because now hold up. Cause how did Roka how can, did he get the
3: how did he get the Darksaber? I, yeah.
2: That's an unanswered question. Mm-hmm. How did Moff Gideon end up with the Darksaber in the first place? Uh, But also with Bo-Katan being sent off to go reunite Mandalore and go like start with picking up probably her, you know, dear departed team. Uh, Not not departed as in dead, but like shuffled off Uh, with with her going back to pick up the rest of her team. Um, Who knows what they've been doing in the meantime? if they got a better offer you know if if thrawn swooped in and said hey um i got work for y'all
3: could be yeah, or they could just mean, they could have just wanted revenge like because we don't know we don't know what uh, all Mael of Gideon the above
2: all of the above man all, and, you and, know you know
3: if this if this was a bad show it would be spelled out for us but we have Right. multiple alleys to, to wander through right. in the dark and find out who's right and who's wrong
0: so. and I think, I think those are all really good points to end this discussion on and move on to segments with um, I think the last thing that I wanted to say about, about Ahsoka and Sabine possibly being the ones to take uh, Moff Gideon um, the only reason that that could be is because Ahsoka is looking for Thrawn and but they, would have, they wouldn't have they wouldn't
3: have left they wouldn't have killed the new republic guys and no, left, but they wouldn't no, have left they wouldn't no. have left them for dead like that but
2: there could be some You're delightful right. blackmail
0: going on <laughs> it's true it's very true um and you never know with Thrawn. he's he's a crazy mastermind and war tactician so um it's it's going to be extremely he likes to think to...
2: that he is at least five steps ahead of everyone else in the galaxy
0: well, he usually is, for the most part. Yes. He is. Um, he, is.
2: he does have that uh, fatal flaw of hubris, though. Yeah. He's, he he's does. very much a Greek uh, Greek tragedy kind of villain.
0: Yep, and right the cool use. thing about Thrawn is that once he comes around, I think he's going to be around this series, this Mandoverse, for a while. I think he's going to be the main villain, and we see um, smaller villains pop up. As time goes on. Sorry, um, just just you, had
2: that mental image of Thrawn doing karaoke singing when I come around, and it's just
1: <laughs> See, Josh, I, I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head earlier. Thrawn is the is Mando versus uh Thanos. Yeah, no, yeah, he, for sure.
2: he's definitely building to be the big bad of the entirety Dude. of Mandalorian.
0: Have when John Favreau got signed on to this, I called Thrawn immediately you did I, I just I you just did. gotta say oh yeah. like, it's been it's been years since Season Twist one, my man. arm was still a thing since before quest me even happened like this I've I've been I'm, I'm about and, to make a YouTube video and about all these different things that I've said in older Pepe podcasts,
4: to right? Sylvia
0: and
3: thank yeah, dude. thank the yes. maker that it did otherwise I wouldn't have made the friends that I did so
0: absolutely right? And I think that's a wonderful uh, wonderful note to end on. That's with this a good discussion. segue into the segments, Steve. Into Thank some you, segments, yeah. yeah. So um, let's let's do that. Uh, I think anything else that we had to talk about in this episode is going to be said in segments. So let's start with our first one, which most of the time is... He's no good to me dead. He will not be permanently damaged. Boba's Bounty, of course, is the part of the show where we talk about our favorite new character, planet, ship, gun whatever new thing introduced into live action um let's start with steve and his boba's bounty tell us about why you picked M.F. Zeb.
3: i called dibs uh, and that's just because rebels is by far my favorite of any of the Oh, well, i mean it is canon but would you like the legend spinoffs and whatnot i actually saw rebels before i saw the majority of Clone Wars Ooh. because of the first few seasons I didn't I didn't I uh, love that I didn't know uh, awesome. I didn't I didn't get into it and then when Rebels came out like I, I was what I was I was already enlisted and I was watching them like this is great and then of course when Disney Plus happened it was all more much more readily readily available but yeah that that show I, I, I just there's not a single bad episode I, I don't skip a single one I love and, the and I, don't, a, like each, I love
0: you Steve and again
2: Steve Bloom mm. like when we did bebop I talked about how much Bang. I wanted that man as a voice actor
3: you know when, when we, when, when, we I, when we talked when I to saw bebop, this I paused so. it and I I got on Twitter and I was like oh man I don't want to spoil it for the everybody so I just said at Steve Bloom welcome back sir welcome yep.
2: back I
0: saw so, that. he's I know that. Yeah. you know he's it's he's guy
2: high up on my tier of voice actors i haven't met yet that i want to
0: it's funny because when this actually so listen i i woke up early wednesday morning it was we moved tuesday right we had to move down uh did you even actually apartment.
2: sleep in between like when you finished moving shit in and when you fired up the I, episode? i did
0: i did um but i i started watching this episode at about seven o'clock in the morning i had been up till about two or three the night before doing moving and stuff Um woke up at 7 sort of watching this and I saw Zeb come in and I was like wait that looks a lot like Zeb like it kind of sounds like him but like there's no way they'd do that no way like that I'm pretty sure like that's just got to be one of his like species right
3: and then I went that and was, did a little
0: bit of research and I was like, Holy shit, that was actually Zeb. That was most, of, most of his species first, is on the colony. So That was my yeah. part at
2: first was just like, oh, we've just got another Lassat. And then I was like, no, holy shit,
0: that's Steve Bloom's voice. But he's so good Steve Bloom is so good at voice acting that he he's doing an older Zeb. If you go back and watch Rebels, it's a much younger voice.
2: Yeah, no, and he he did a very good job of, you know, making the characters seem like he had seen some shit in the time since yeah. we last saw him and the crew of the ghost.
3: And of course it's only been about 5 years since we have no, 5 uh, 7. But, about, but of course it's seven, like 7 years of combat. So yeah, it's yeah.
2: some intense shit.
3: We we so say was... we see you age 3 years for every year. So.
0: And it was I uh, <laughs> absolutely that believe that. Sense. Yeah.
3: At least um... my my joints have so, <laughs> oh God. not, not, still, the, not, not you, the rest of me.
2: You still have joints?
3: Yeah, I know, right.
0: Congratulations, man. Yeah, good job. One, also, one, one
3: day, one day you'll be able to get uh, like, oh my gosh, I can't even. Why can't I say it? Ligament injections, just yeah. right. Just <laughs> like, oh cool. I need a, I need a, I need a charge of my, up my, my ligament joints. My, my cartilage is nice. wearing around. Thank you. Couldn't say cartilage. I don't know why.
1: You can, I got you. Human body
3: Well, excellent choice, though. For
1: the I
2: was going to say, bounty. awesome excellent
0: pick. It was, it was what I wanted to pick, but when you said it, I was like, all right. It was we, what we, we have all have wanted to pick. We were oh, to have
2: it because he's yeah. our guest.
3: I, I, pl- I did play guest power on that one. Yeah, so. You, so you, did. you did. Hanging, so that's totally brute. okay. Totally. Um, but but what it's what my favorite series, and everyone yeah. knows that. So Totally. And especially
0: because you're a big Bebop fan as well, and Bloom played Spike Spiegel in Bebop. Um, oh hey, so, Jesse! If
3: you're still if you're still here, uh, I changed my hashtag to hashtag not my vicious to hashtag too much vicious, and I'm still enjoying rewatching <laughs> the remixed Cowboy Bebop on Netflix.
0: It's a good one. Actually, I it canceled Netflix. I'm pirating it. Look, um, I have I have like pirate. I've told everyone to watch that live action Bebop. I thought it was fantastic. I don't so care. much fun, so much
3: but, fun. I love Harold. Hashtag too much
2: vicious
0: though. Eh, maybe. Anyway, excellent pick. Let's move on to yeah. Let's to Phil's Boba's bounty, which is Mr. Tim Meadows himself. Tell us why you picked this for Boba's bounty.
2: Uh because it's Tim Meadows. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so okay, um, I I I love love um, early '90s Saturday Night Live. So I mean it's. It's Tim Meadows playing the unintentionally obstructive bureaucrat. He's literally just trying to get through his day. He's got a droid dumping stuff on his desk. And, and I love, by the way, that he's getting the same type of like workload delivery that we already saw in, uh, with Pershing. Oh yeah, that's that that's the just a nice, a nice throwback. The droid comes in just with all these little uh, little pads for him. It's like no here, yeah. here's your shit. Don't you drop it there. I I loved his behavior. We get a little bit of comedy with him. Um and just it's Tim Meadows showing up in Star Trek, man. I just I don't even know what else needs to be said.
0: I uh, I was really hoping for some sort of ladies' man quote, hmm. but <laughs> I digress. I didn't leave um, the
3: south side for this. <laughs> <laughs> didn't
2: leave the south side of Coruscant for this.
3: <laughs> so good. What, what I love about awesome about pick. his segment is that they're showing um, that the rebellion is over. The rebellion yep. won, but was the rebellion technically right? And then on the other hand, we have, I, I believe, oh, that's what I was really going to get at, is that these... I
2: see, shut up, I've been drinking. <laughs> these
3: ep- these episodes, all the titles have been, when one, like one-word titles, but they've been referring to two people. Like, for instance, the, yes. foundling, the foundling in that episode was re- referring to Grogu and, of course, to Pause's son. The convert was referring to both Bo-Katan and to Dr. Pershing. And this one is the pirate, where the pirate, Word doesn't have much. It has to do with the pirate himself, but the the duality of Shut this episode, the duality of this episode is that the Repu- the New Republic is kind of wrong because they're boggled by bureaucracy, whereas the the freedom of Navarro, not bound to the bureaucracy, is still then open to death and destruction because they're unprotected. So it's like yeah. who's right, and who's we don't right? we don't necessarily know yet
2: no and and to to go ahead and jump in and give uh give josh some you know audio to play with uh it's tim meadows in star wars man (laughs) thank you there we go now you got a little clear cut
0: of that one excellent (laughs) excellent that was an excellent pick phil um and thank you for giving us that great description of tim meadows in star wars no he doesn't Um, jesse Justin, oh, no, no. move on that, That's to Canada. Your pick. <laughs> and you this week decided to pick the Ugnat. Tell us why you picked Ugnat. Oh, are
1: pick you kidding here. me? Like the little pirate Ugnat, and he reminds me of the cartoon version of Shmi from uh, Peter Pan. Like he, <laughs> he, he has lines, and he's like communicating with the officer, and it just is bad news. Everything he <laughs> says is just Bad news for Gorian Shard. And
2: he, he just <laughs> he reminded me so much of Bob Hoskins in Hook.
1: Yes!
3: Oh, as, 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 again, as Smee, There man. you go. Just Now, does he have a patch on his uh, on his forehead, but it's more of a like a monocle that he can lower down to see things for yes. the captain?
2: Okay. So okay. it's, not a, it's so... not a
0: patch. It's a monocle.
2: OK, let's let's can we talk about eye patches really quickly?
0: Oh lord please no they they, fu- you know, they're functional
2: they're they're functional you know why most pirates would wear an eye patch
1: yeah to keep the daylight, or have, day light yeah, or
2: they'd have a dark adjusted eye when they went below decks they just, just what the do you patch what out. do you not have below decks light windows yeah, no yeah.
1: no it, it's it's
0: that's very interesting and makes a ton of sense
1: yeah they have windows on a uh, cruise ship or a starship
2: well well on this deck
3: which is why it's on his forehead yeah he doesn't need it right now there's light also, on also the whole awesome. starship <laughs> i but, can't but, believe that but but no, his but, his is a that looks like a lens of some kind not yeah. a not a and it,
2: it probably is it probably but is. it's singular yeah.
3: and so it's it's a lens that is it
2: pirate. it is it is evocative
3: but i mean look look, look at his
1: little sash and the the the, he's fucking the, stylish the knife in the man that
2: is an iconic like pirate look yeah but jesse starships in the enterprise don't have fucking seat belts man <laughs> and the kelvin they do oh Kelvin, Kelvin
0: god oh my god this is turning into that is a podcast.
2: whole other talk a whole other podcast you guys come on
3: <laughs> follow no, question. I, uh, no not I, damn it. I did it wrong follow open pike night for more <laughs>
0: I love that pick justin the no, it's Ugnaught, like just even
2: and I love seeing one of the Ugnauts outside of the um typical role the typical role we've we've seen them in universe, we've seen most of them in the underbelly of bespin, you know, where they are the ones who dismantled c three p o well who who you know messed around with dismantled c three p o
0: yeah. I, I love that he's got this little knife in his satchel. Yes! Isn't oh it cute? Can, we,
2: can we talk about briefly how many melee weapons the Pir- Gorian Shards pirates are carrying? They've got swords. They've got knives. Yeah. I love it. I mean, they it's, have blasters, too. And I, they're you I know, feel like single-shot, you know, flintlock kind of shit. But
0: I feel like this episode was made for you, Phil, because you're kind of like a pirate.
1: He's a pirate buff.
0: Right, no, am I mean I wrong that, there? that
3: is
1: kind of my
3: thing. I feel I'm left out. Sure I have, you're, you're am you're I the only right. one here who has all my teeth? I don't. I don't I, qualify. Ooh, absolutely, <laughs> I don't one, have all
0: my teeth at all. This
3: one's fake. <laughs> yep, I don't
0: qualify. <laughs> yeah. But and anyway, and
2: yes, he <laughs> is like Davy Jones. If Davy Jones got left at the salad bar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, uh, Excellent uh, I <laughs> my dudes. I, I love all of those picks for Boba's Bounty. Um, What's yours? My pick this week Come on, Josh. was the island that the Adelphi base was uh, placed on. I could not figure out what this planet was. Is it an island or is it a peninsula? Listen, librarian. I don't know about the fourth side. Um, But I I loved being introduced to a a rebel base on a different planet that had like a tropical island yeah you know what i mean like this this whole new new this is like the introduction to rangers of the new republic i feel yeah. like no i mean Adelphi, i feel like this this Adelphi could be the, planet, the new base for it so i i was very appreciative of again and i picked this scene because you get to see the y-wing right here landing you see the x-wing right here taking off um and it was just a wonderful portrayal of a fun Republic base. I almost said Rebel base, but Republic base. See, so. so
3: not everybody got screwed over in the Republic winning. Like these guys are having a ball. Like, but poor oh, Tim absolutely. Meadows, poor Tim Meadows is bogged down in in, in bureauc- <laughs> bureaucratic bullshit. It's all yeah. red so. tape, man. I'd like to be. You guys are just hanging armor. out on the beach. Oh yeah. yeah, no. If I could not have a promotion to Colonel, I'll I'll I'll, I'll keep Captain and. Hang out and hang out on uh, McHale's Navy in space. Red tape standing by. Oh, Oh that's too good.
0: Thank you guys so much for your picks uh, for Bobo's Bounty this week. We're going to move on to our next segment, which, of course, is... The Sarlacc Killer scene. It's that time of the week where we pick our favorite still shot of each episode we're gonna continue the same uh lineup i guess i don't know we're gonna start order. with yeah order thank you god these drinks phil they got me going you guys got are pretty
2: drunk right now <laughs> i'm we're i'm just saying i'm good at what i do <laughs> you're drinking great. those
3: things. <laughs>
0: We're doing great. Um, so, Steve, your shot comes in at the 27 minute and five second mark. Tell us about this shot.
3: So I'll admit I completely forgot about season one where the armor decimates a squad of stormtroopers with her hammer. But eh. I, she, she takes him out. But I, had, I was thinking, like, oh, we saw her fight and train Din in Boba Fett with the hammer and her, and her pliers. We never actually got to see it in action. So I apologize for thinking this was the first time, but it was still no, great. It was good, still great man. to see it again, and of course in this shot you knew oh shit about to go down and you knew that you knew these guys would have had just seeing her walk in. When no when
2: she drops into the combat, you know you know that shit has gotten serious.
3: And of course, this was this was the final, I believe. No, there's one more escalation. But yeah, this this battle kept having moments of escalation, and this was, I guess, number two. I'll call it I'll call it number two of escalation. And like, so it was it was good. Like, oh, like they're pinned down again. What's going to happen? And then the hammer flashes across the screen. Like, oh, she cool. On. She by Everybody's here. fine.
0: She laid the hammer down. I love the Ooh, the like. That's a good one. That's a one. <laughs> you want me to bring the <laughs> hammer down? The... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love the pan up of the hammer that she's holding down like at her side, mm-hmm. and you know, like as she's walking up, th- this is a classic shot in like deus ex machina movies, you know, where, where they have the shot of someone holding their weapon at their side, walking up to the enemies and just beating the shit out of them. And not only does she beat the shit out of them, but she picks somebody up by their spinal column, okay, like that is brutality at its finest
2: it is the best (laughs) hammer-based combat scene i have seen since fucking old boy
3: so and and how many how many pliers or tongs based combat scenes are there i'm gonna say next to none None. and this one has a spine involved so yeah oh my god
0: it was so good wonderful pick steve thank you for that one hey pull let's up, pull up to... what, Rick, pull what
3: ricky just said here. i also agree with that that would have been, been cool
0: uh ricky says instead of clobbering pirates with the closed tongs she should have opened the hinge used them like nunchucks that would have been sick
3: my god i agree ricky and i, agree. I just agreed
0: <laughs> huh, that's a first I, I
3: guess i guess i'm out bye guys fighting with pliers. <laughs> i mean, oh my god
2: I speaking of him. phil let's move Put on, on down. To you're these. gonna hurt someone Probably myself.
0: <laughs> Probably. So Phil's Sarlacc Killer scene this week. And listen, I got to say, I got to toot my own horde, brush my shoulders off or whatever. I am very proud of getting this shot at the exact moment that we got it. But it comes in at the 25 minute and 25 second mark. Tell us about this shot, Phil. Uh,
2: big damn heroes, sir. <laughs> this is this is Paz Vizla dropping in. Uh, jetpacking in to give backup and cover fire to the other Mandalorians as they are under fire from pirates. And uh, in the immortal words of my favorite character from Team Fortress 2, I am heavy weapons guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's excellent. Um, I love this shot. <laughs> i I love the MacGuffin of this where he just plops in he's definitely the second team Mm -hmm. because they drop the first team and they get pinned down and the second team drops in and he just wipes the floor with them send in the heavy trooper
2: hey and 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 again just paz having worked out a lot of his shit with din yeah it's like hey i'm here let's go
0: right
3: I definitely appreciated this as well. It was my second choice for killer scene. Yeah. Um. Because of, you know the, the Mandos that when they said they got pinned down, but then they're it's like, is the age old thing of you guys have jetpacks? Yeah. How are you pinned down? So maybe maybe it's following in episode three four, where we learn that the jetpacks do run out of fuel. So maybe they maybe they did burn all their fuel on that drop.
4: I, and they couldn't
3: and they couldn't quite just burst out of there. So and then of course the payoff is is that we get to see has
2: the the once again is, use use his payoff use the big gun, just so. lighting shit up and it's amazing yeah. yes yes jesse excellent point jesse mentions that the mandos are thinking in three dimensions which guess what that is a hallmark of which star wars character being able to think in multiple dimensions <laughs>
1: <laughs> hashtag right. Thron is coming.
2: Hashtag Thron is coming. No, Marty, you're just not think thinking fourth dimensionally.
0: <laughs> Please keep that hashtag going, guys. Hashtag Thron is coming on everything. But if yes, you post that's... about the breakfast you had, hashtag Thron is coming. I don't care. Just do oh it.
2: man, that explains why <laughs> my way. fucking fried eggs were blue and red this morning. <laughs> Fuck.
0: Phil, eggs you might want piece. to switch grocers.
2: No, seriously, I mean eggs are expensive though, y'all. Have you tried? <laughs> Dude,
0: they are so expensive. They're not
1: expensive. They're like dollar more. I don't
0: know why God. people are freaking out.
3: I Well, I'd be freaking it, out if it. they were if they were blue. If and they're red. blue, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: God,
3: that's anyway shit. <laughs> or or better yet, Phil, what kind of what kind of drugs do you have in your house? Because I would like some.
2: <laughs> i'm not sharing that you're too far away
3: that's fair i would just you know if i could if i could see green and red eggs that sounds like a good breakfast green eggs and here
2: i'm not the color blind one in my family <laughs>
0: Anyway, so awesome hey rick so, and i are back that was, a, that was <laughs> a wonderful uh wonderful pick i love seeing paz Vizla drop in and use his gun as it was meant to be used um the next Starlight Killer scene comes from Justin, and it comes in at the twenty-one minute and twenty-second mark. Tell us about this scene, Justin. <laughs>
1: uh, see, I chose this because I know you guys were gonna take all the good ones. So to <laughs> me, this was just like good comedy. It's the two drunken uh, sailors or pirates hanging outside of the church slash bar. One drunk, Warren. One drunk, drunk. Yeah, villain. you don't you don't really see the alcohol too prevalent in star wars so it was funny to see this scene happen so they're they're drinking they're talking a little shit or whatever the hell they're the quarian and the Trandosian say and then they just pull out their blasters and start shooting the lizard monkeys i loved it and then they even the better thing that uh, ties it in the lizard monkeys told the the mandalorians that the ambush is coming on they pointed out him like that no, was screw these
2: guys the- best wasn't it that you know the 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 monkey lizards were just like nah hey man those fuckers shot at us fuck those guys hey you guys in the armor taking them out they're up there it's beautiful
0: yeah I love that and I love seeing you know to be honest with you because of this episode because Phil and I have been drinking these drinks and are absolutely at this point right now of of these guys you shoot lizard monkeys i'm gonna photoshop our faces yo, on these ho, guys and yo, send it over to ho. you phil it's gonna be great <clears throat> um but excellent pick justin thank you for that one um i i i like seeing drunken pirates you know it's it's a good time you gotta come hang pick, out with me
2: and my friends this summer man
0: i absolutely will uh my pick for this week because you guys all took the good ones <laughs> Comes into the twenty-eight minutes. No, oh, but that's, one that's a second a good mark. One. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that, that's uh, so, that's that's just cause two with uh, Rico Rodriguez or whatever the heck his name was.
0: <laughs> no, I had to pick this scene because I actually rewound it a couple times because I wanted to make sure it was a Mandalorian taking down this snub fighter, and it absolutely was. He jumps off the ship and jetpacks on out of there, and I just thought this was one of the coolest aspects of the Mandalorians it seemed like this guy right here this guy that's on this snub fighter he realized that the ground troops that he was with had taken over the city and that everything was fine and he wanted to go help Mandalorian the Mando in the sky and he's like I got some jet fuel I'm gonna go take out one of these snub fighters and decided to fly up and take him out so I got
2: Beskar who needs a fighter (laughs)
0: <laughs> he was bored he was like ah, I'm just going to go up and take out this fighter it's going to be sick and yeah watching that scene was a lot of fun See, so
1: I, I, when I saw it I just thought plot hole I'm like how the hell did he get up there that's badass but when did that happen
0: he absolutely jumped up there as soon as they realized the city had been taken he was like well, I'm going to go take out some of these other right, fighters right, I'm bored right. <laughs> I can do this yep So anyway, excellent picks for the Starlight Killer scene this week, guys. We have one more segment to go through. Well, two more, I guess. We're going to go through one-chimers and then rate this episode and then get the F out of here. So let's do the bumper. This is by far the longest episode that we've had this season. Um, And this segment is called the one-chimers, where we pick our favorite set of dialogue for this episode we're gonna continue the trend and start with steve here is his one chimer
3: be careful my friend they've got you outnumbered ten to one i like those odds i bet you do good call back to the i believe that's episode one of mandalorian yeah. Or is it, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, the very first very one, one, one first I or second
0: yeah. where where he's he's in the room with I would like to see the baby guy and uh yeah. I, forget, <laughs> yeah. I forget
3: if it's even before he goes on the quest. I think he's just like Mexican standoff with the, the no. stormtroopers.
0: No, it's he has the baby. He takes the baby back to the Imperials and then he's surrounded by five stormtroopers and the guy's like do you like Zod's or something. Yeah. yeah
3: you know he's he says we've got your four to one and he's like, i like those odds so yeah yeah, yeah. and then of course with um with grief grief is grief's follow-up of like i bet you do that was definitely that was us the audience going yeah i remember i remember that line and so <laughs> yep. there, yeah there were there were a lot of good lines this episode and I, I chose to go with the easy one of of calling back to what we all started loving the show for and we're going to keep loving
0: Absolutely. it and it's a wonderful pick. Um, I, I love that line. I like those odds. Anytime there's some sort of odds line in Star Wars, it just reminds me of...
3: Never tell me the odds.
0: Exactly. So, w- wonderful pick. Thank you so much. Let's move on to... Let's go with Justin's one-chimer.
3: <laughs> Why should we lay our lives
1: down yet again?
2: Because
1: we are Mandalorians. Man, how can you not get pumped up? Well, yeah, of course, the scene itself is a wonderful speech. But, like, he Paz uh, pa starts off, like, strong, firm. And you think he's going to, like, negate everything that Din just said. And then he says, fuck it. I'm right behind you because we are Mandalorians. I, I love that support that he showed Din during that. And overall, it just, it was simple. Is like
3: uh, the the three hundred scene.
1: This is Sparta, <sighs>
3: <laughs> and even so, I don't think he was even he was uh, he made a point about Din, but I don't think he was even supporting Din. I think he was supporting the way. And if they are going to follow, you? if they are going to follow the way, they have to walk it, yeah, and not forget it.
2: And this so. was almost mine, Justin. I I, <laughs> I had severely considered picking this one for mine because. Again, like with the uh, R5 scene, we get a bait and switch with Paz. It's like, uh, Uh. no, he's, you know, he's just going to shoot Mando's plans down. He's going to, he's going to sit there and he's (laughs) going to be, he's going to be in Din's way. He's going to sit there. He's going to be in Din's way. And he's just going to say, no, fuck it. We don't need this problem. This is not our problem. Yeah. And then he's like
0: oh, I thought that's how it was gonna be too.
2: It, that's the thing. He 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 builds that speech so well. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Great great pick for the one chimer. Um I did I, I won't lie to you, I edited that down a little bit. Um that whole clip is probably about eighteen to twenty seconds long mm-hmm. um because of the dramatic pauses that dramatic they give. Pause. Um, but I cut it down a little bit just <laughs> for the chimer because Phil decided to have a super long one chimer. So let's play that one.
3: From this day forward, I,
2: Magistrate Grief Garga. Hi, Magistrate,
3: sir. Hi, Magistrate Grief Karga Hereby cede all land from the Western Lava Flats to Bullock Canyon. To the fine people of Mandalore, you may no longer have a home planet, but you do now have a home. Welcome.
0: So, Phil, tell us why you picked that one, Chimer.
2: Uh, two reasons. Two reasons. One, the the droid correcting him. too <laughs> Hi, magistrate. Because, you know, nice throwback to our first episode from this season.
3: And then he looks around like, I'm supposed to. That yeah, everyone agree with me. <laughs> like I'm doing my job. I
2: got laughs. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then second, the the name of the canyon is the best shout out in this series so far <laughs> because don't. Bullock Canyon is a direct reference to Jeremy Bullock, the actor who originally played Boba Fett yeah. in the OG Star Wars trilogy.
0: Who I believe and, did
3: he pass away right before uh, he uh, returned was, to Mando? Um, or,
0: a year or two ago, he passed away. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was no, it before he, uh, it was before
3: Mando was it before Boba died. actually showed up on Mando, or was yeah, it before he Boba
2: died in December of 2020? So he died before okay. Book of Boba. Oh.
3: Fett. But but he saw and Boba Fett return to the he screen. Did. He
2: I believe, did okay. to see yeah. Boba Fett return to the screen. Yeah. So
0: yeah, uh. yeah. that's an excellent pick too. Um, so, yeah, it was a great. Was, great speech at the end there um good very speech good plot you know?
2: building and nice shout outs
0: yeah so my one chimer for this week
1: then i'm just gonna have to go there and talk to them myself they can't
3: ignore me face to face i love your attitude good luck
0: you're gonna need it my one chimer is technically zeb reciting han solo saying good luck you're, you're gonna need gonna it, need it. <laughs> I Which, love beautiful that callback. callback yes so good um and it's I love Teva going well they can't just fucking ignore me I'm gonna go there and show my face and see what happens you know and he and underestimates like,
2: yeah. the power of the bureaucracy <laughs> yep,
4: yep.
0: so it's it was a really cool just. Just a callback scene to Jedi and and getting Zeb and his snarkiness and seeing Teva and how noble he actually is, like how good of a leader he could be for the Rangers of the New Republic. Um, It was just a great, great scene all in all. So thank you guys so much for participating in this week's One Chimer. Let's move on to our final, final, final segment. (laughs) That's right, it's the Tuscan Raider, the part of the show where we rate each episode. This has been the longest episode of Quest Me since we started the show, and I love that. Um, let's start with Steve. What's your rating out of ten uh, pirates?
3: Well, I give this episode of Mandalorian a ten, and I give this episode of Rangers of the New Republic an eight. So... <sighs> We'll call that a night.
0: Okay. All right. All right. That's perfect. Phil, what about you? What's your rating for this week? Uh
2: this was Blazing Saddles in Space. Uh it's
4: <laughs>
2: Uh no, it was it was pretty spectacular. We had great great battle sequences, great speeches, great dialogue, great cameos, phenomenal music. Uh, I got to give this one a nine out of 10. Uh, only reason is I am I'm, I'm holding back. I am reserving the possibility of a 10 for the season finale. Mm. I, I mm. still think it's a little early in the season to drop my own, you know, to drop a 10 rating, but strong choice. I get it. I, I mean, it. I, I'm a I'm a regular host. I'm not just a guest. I can't just, you know, drop a ten because I'm there for that episode <laughs> and
0: gone. I get that. Justin, what's your rating for this week?
1: Oh, I, I agree with Phil. This is this is a damn good episode, and it's hard to rate a 10 because I don't know what that 10 quality is. So this is my highest rated episode at nine point two five. Yeah. Like, I love the choreography, the dogfights, the the music, like, especially that first one. It was just, the psychedelic rock was cool. I really dug that. That was awesome. But, um, the fight scenes, the power, the motivation, everything combined into one made it a wonderful, fun episode to just follow along with.
0: I like it. I like that, uh, that rating. Um... I'm going to tell you right now, I'm rating this episode a 10 out of 10. A 10! Like I said at the beginning of the show, this is a perfect Star Wars episode for me. Um, It has everything. It has mystery. It has setup. It has um, action. It has awesome aliens. It has fun dialogue. it, it, It has everything for me. I'm rating this one a 10 um and i fully believe that i will rate another episode a 10 by the end of this season and this will be the first time that i have rated uh two tens see in, see i may like season.
1: by the end of the season i may look back and say this was a 10 out of 10
0: i mean maybe we'll see yeah, hey man it's star knows.
3: wars you can on anything. If,
0: yeah, if if the pirates have more to do with this than we think, then it could be an eleven out of ten. Who knows? Well not these pirates. Um, these
3: pirates are dumb. They they float their ship in, in the atmosphere. Come on, man. This
0: is why we need Hondo.
3: Yes, sir. Yes Hondo sir. Naka. But he has he has no crew. He is he's kinda he's a he's a he's, little pirate.
2: He's he's technically given up on. on the piracy at this point. in that's the true timeline. He
1: sells also the uh, pigs that balloon.
0: Huh, um so this week it was a ninety three out of a hundred nice. as as we rated it that's probably the highest episode that we've had all season. um I fully expect an episode to be higher than that by the time we are done, but that's gonna be about it for this week of quest me um I thank you again, Steve sincera, for joining us um it's been an absolute pleasure, and I love having you on this show. Pleasure is all mine. Can, can you uh, tell our listeners and viewers where they can find you? I know you have like a shop and stuff that you do. Why don't you tell us about that?
3: I've, I've got an Etsy shop where I've been making some things, but that it's got a bit of a back burner for me at the moment because recently I have joined up with the California Browncoats, which is a, a a charity organization that is based around Firefly. So I'm that's why I was at WonderCon. And that's why I'll be a com- I'll be a- I'll be at Comic Con this year. <laughs> um, I'm going to try and make some of my nerdy carvings for them. I they have a oh, they yeah, have a bunch or, they have a bunch already, and uh, it's just you know I, I've I've gone down from my warehouse to my one car garage, and so it's harder to do. But more importantly, this year marks the the A the year that I will actually be joining the podcast ranks as a podcaster. Because it is 20 years since the premiere of Battlestar Galactica. Oh, no longer and, just
2: a podcastee.
3: Correct. And so uh, I miss I miss my friend, and he moved to Texas, and he was my Battlestar Galactica compatriot. And so we are going to be doing a rewatch podcast. And just like Sudden But Inevitable, we will be bringing on a newbie that has never watched the show. And huh. we will we will have guests, and we will... I believe the, the the gimmick would be is that he's the newbie my friend is a historian and i am a former military member and so we all have a different perspective and we've all seen it multiple times aside from the newbie and we'd love to love to get to talking about it and talking that's with, uh, talking with my friend. And of course we, I already got, uh, I may or may not have Katie Sackoff in the pipeline as well as Edward what? James almost himself who, uh, dude? I mean,
2: yeah. I am a huge, awesome. huge fan of, um, of Ronald Moore's work just from his writing and direction work on Star Trek. So power to you, man, for digging yeah, into awesome.
3: Battlestar. That's awesome.
0: So oh, yes. fun fact, uh, I've actually never seen Battlestar either, but I might start watching it. If you start watching it and then you
3: want to be a second newbie, you're welcome to join. That was
1: definitely Uh, Josh
3: hinting at you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I could be down. I I couldn't do much else other than watch it and talk about it for an hour and a half a week. Well, hey, man,
3: my people will call your people.
0: Yeah, call my people. That sounds good. Um, And obviously, like, as things go on, we'll have show notes and and links and stuff for your for your podcast and for you and your shop and you on Twitter,
3: thank you, sir. so the the series did premiere twenty years ago in December, so I have until then to get it off the ground. I just oh, obviously I, I just old. got I just got my first mic, <laughs> so
0: hey that that's the <laughs> beginning of a beautiful thing. Indeed. Jesse says dibs guest slot. He's never seen it
3: right. And my uh, my newbie, if anyone has heard of him, is Chester Sakamoto from the History Loves Company podcast. So his
0: oh okay yeah so his his nice. podcasting nice. experience will, that will be, be a lot of
3: fun, man. He he is the the one who actually has the podcasting experience. So we'll be using his his knowledge plus what I've learned working with you, fine gentleman. And
0: nice, hey yeah. man. And if you need anything, let, let me know. I can help you out. Give you some pointers, advice. I'm sure Jesse would be more than happy to do the same thing.
3: This is the way. This is the way. (laughs) Ricky, I'm I'm ignoring you.
0: Ricky says, I always felt like Battlestar Galactica was for losers. Justin, you had something else that you wanted Uh, to say.
1: Yeah, we will be live again in uh, one week next Sunday around 8.30 Mountain Standard Time. Right here at YouTube.com slash at QuestMe. And uh, I'm
2: I'm pretty excited because he's been talking shit the whole episode and he's gonna be here next week.
3: Right. So will
2: I. Uh, uh, next week's guest host is gonna be the one and only Ricky D from uh, Best Coming out of his podcast retirement. Uh, you would know him from Best Flicks with Ricky D. He's got his birthday coming up, which means that there is going to be a bonus uh, kind of get together to talk about shit. What episode of Freaks and Geeks are you guys on? Now? It would be episode two. Episode of Freaks two uh, because that's right. It's an annual Freaks and Geeks rewatch where they do one episode every year for Ricky D's birthday. <laughs>
0: so good i am extremely excited to have ricky on next week um, i am big stoked thanks.
2: ricky and, and i were yeah. college roommates so i yeah. am looking forward to getting to hang out and chat with him That's again going to
0: awesome. it's gonna be great um big thanks to ricky for being in the chat also jesse and claire and anyone else that was hanging out with us tonight um we always appreciate you guys chatting with us and uh talking star wars and mandalorian um once again you can find us on twitter facebook instagram tiktok uh and youtube just search for quest me podcast i want to thank everyone in the chat and in on the screen for joining us this week um steve it has been wonderful having you on the show again we got to do this more, for sure. Um, and have your people contact my people because I am going oh, right to now. get into Battlestar Galactica and actually talk about that show. I have heard that I would like it. I have heard that um, as a sci-fi nerd that watches a lot of sci-fi that I would enjoy Battlestar Galactica. Well, did you
3: like Firefly?
0: I loved it, yes.
3: F- a Firefly class makes a cameo within the first three seconds of the show. so
0: It's all downhill from there. Well... Anyway, we're gonna get the hell out of here because we've been doing this podcast for over two hours and That's awesome. I love talking about Star Wars and I could do it all night long um, For quest me. I have been your host
3: This is the way so say we all
0: Oh man, he hit Battlestar Galactica
2: and Mandalorian in one fucking sign-off. I don't know that I can beat that y'all But uh, I'm uh, I'm Philip K. You can find me at Flipwriter,
1: and I'm
0: Justin this is the way. And of course, my name is Josh. May the force be with you. I love it. I write just I write just in a script every weekend. <laughs>